know that he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder because we know that it's him and Jet. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. You bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 238. This is our Hayden Deegan tribute show, also known as our 2023 outdoor preview show. We are here in studio. As you can see, it is me and the original co-host only, Mr. Supercross, is not here. Surprise, surprise. Well, it's him all summer. In all fairness... It's a work-related thing. Yeah, he's he's uh he's on a plane back out to the Kawasaki headquarters. May or may not. Oh, he be, was out drinking last night. though. May or may not or be out. No, two days checking ago. out the 2024 yeah. Cowie. We'll see. So anyway, thanks everybody for joining us here. Another full pack show we got for you here, and thank goodness I'm not by myself. So we're gonna have some good sound bites here. I can tell. Oh yeah. Me and me and Justin are gonna go at this here. Um. Okay. So. Uh, before we get started here, let's just thank our sponsors. So first off, presenting sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions. Uh, check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com, where Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. And Coach Rob is scientifically helping me because, well, I you're going to need it. I fucked myself up the other you day. <laughs> you want to let everybody know what you did? I may or may not have cased a Supercross finish line, and I may or may not have broke my ankle. And when he says may or may not, he did. I framed the fuck out of that thing, which is a great way to break in fresh suspension. Because <laughs> I had rode a figure eight track for all of about 20 minutes. Yep. So it's good. It's good. It's ankles, good ankles feeling good. I've got. He's in a walking boot. Got a walking boot. My Percocet's in me right now. So we're golden. 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 So, um, yeah. And Coach Rob sent me over an email with all sorts of information of different dietary and supplement things to help promote bone growth here. So we're uh, we're working on that here and there here and there so uh anyway um also uh presenting the show tlr coatings michigan's number one custom powder coating shop they are moving a little slower than normal now but <laughs> still still doing the damn still thing. doing the damn thing so uh if you guys have any uh custom powder coating or seracoding that y'all need done make sure to check them out tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at tlr coatings um also on board with us holster co reload rant got one of those uh, Gutterworks going to present our 450 outdoor preview here, so that'll be cool. It's a very short list. It is. It is. <laughs> um, uh, we have Adept Creative Co. on board with us. They actually uh, sponsor all our graphics needs there. And uh, the number one plate, which is going to go out to our fantasy winner here, which actually I got to record that show too at some point this week here, our fantasy wrap-up. Uh, we got Isaac Nelson Designs doing the logos for us, and actually, we were supposed to have a new shirt here to debut, but someone, aka myself, was slacking. Um, but we do have our 2023 outdoor tour preview or outdoor tour shirt uh, coming with the outdoor 2023 outdoor tour logo, and uh, it's going to be very reminiscent of the shirt Justin's got on there. Just it's going to be uh, Kawasaki inspired, so that'll be cool. Um, and then we got Edgewood Farms for our CBD needs here. So thanks to everybody for Thank being you. on Thank board you. here. I've been need need to get some more of that CBD stuff for uh, my current situation. Hey, they're just lather it all on just, there. It's just terrible right now. Absolutely terrible. So, all right. Um, 
Let's get this party started here. Let's get this party started. My favorite time of the year. Our 450 outdoor preview here brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Always well hung like Justin Barsha. Make sure to check them out. Links in the description down below. Josh and Kayla are at Redbud right now. But did you see the track updates? Were you disappointed in them? So I was definitely thinking a lot more, but I did hear that there's a possibility coming the weekend of the Nationals. They're going to do more on the front set down in the Valley. Okay. They just didn't have a lot of time because obviously we know Redbud, that dirt has been the same for a long time. You have to break things in when tr- jumps are the same for a long time. They didn't have enough time to do what they want, but apparently I have been hearing that uh, in the Valley is going to be different for National Weekend, but we'll okay. find out. Uh, I was upset because it's not a big difference. I did like how they utilized more in the middle after the leap circa like 07, 08. Mm-hmm. Um, that just means like pretty much everybody on a 250F now is going to huck the leap because yeah. of that. Like it's not even it's like a 75 degree angle left hander. Hey, I'm not. It's going to be awesome footage first practice national weekend. I bet. I bet. Ah, no, they're going to rip it too deep. Never mind. My um, ankle's going to hurt every time somebody frames that. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, there it goes. It's definitely like every every privateer 250 guy is going to be like, I can do cake. it. Um, cake. I'm not. I'm hesitant on the rollers being that like right before the finish like not yeah. right before but like being that close to the finish yeah um i wish they would have done a little bit instead of just rollers into the left hander mm-hmm. uh, i feel like that's going to get very one line because a lot of people are just going to start on what is the inside becomes the outside of the rollers and like mm-hmm. square off and then hit that inside roller and pop to the corner sure um but i don't know what they're going to do in the valley but i have heard they are going to do some changes which dude it's been needed. I mean, we've yeah. had the same track design for, what, seven years now? For anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about Redbud. Um, so they have made some changes. Go check their Instagram out. It's all over their Instagram. Um, they made some changes over on the leap side. You now yep. just sweep into the leap. Wide and, open. Yeah, wide open. Like, literally wide open. Did like, you see their post yesterday, though? Nobody hucked it yesterday, apparently, at the local race, which is super weird to me because I'm like, dude, that corner dude, that like, like su- that? Yeah. Some of these kids got to be like, yeah, buddy. I mean, dude, literally, all you have to do is come off the launch pad on the outside and go outside in and mm-hmm. completely straighten out for the face and just. But everybody on a 250, though, National There's, Weekend is going to hit it. I'll tell you, I'm not going to jump it. No, you just need to. My ankle hurts already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's going to be interesting because, like I said, all private tier 250 guys are going to be like, I can hit that. Cake. Cake. The dude, and then we're, when you're we're hear, gonna have we're gonna have a twenty. We'll see. This is two hundred thousand. Every every other year, we get a good uh, a good leap no. practice video here. Hopefully, Fortner doesn't die on it. Yeah, if he's even there by then, he's riding. Yeah, but I've heard he's like not gonna be back till the end of the series. Really? I yeah. have videos of him riding the other day. Well, I what? mean that may be the case, but what number is he? He's number fifty five or fifty five. Fifty five or fifty two. Fifty five. Fifty two is Mumford. Oh, never mind. I don't have videos. I'm riding yet. Yeah, then 52 is Mumford. No, I've heard that he's going to try. Sorry, to I got confused on my. My bad. Got confused yeah. on my 50. Which I find funny. Anyways, we need to get it. Let's get into the 450 stuff. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So 450 uh, outdoor preview here. Like I said, brought to you by our friends at Gutter Works. Gutters. Thanks to Josh and Kayla there. All right. So let's start. Um, by the way, folks, this is a very small list because there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. So clearly we know there's seven. more. There's and we're more, stretching yeah. at seven. Clearly we know there's more factory dudes, but we're only talking about the guys that we know for we'll start right now series. are going to be on Paula as of Sunday, May 21st, six days out from the race, or seven days out. 
Yeah, six days. Six days from six today. days from. We know that there's going to be other guys that are going to come back, and maybe we found in the middle of the week that other guys are going to be in. But we're only talking about guys that we know are going to be on the line, and it's the same thing for the 250 class. So don't be like, "Well, you guys forgot so and so." That's not. We're not trying to forget anybody. We're just. We don't know. Yeah. We know that these guys are going to come back eventually, but we don't want to talk about them right now because they're not going to be on the line for Paula. Yeah, I'll just I'll just tell you, we're not going to talk about Craig. We're not talking about Mookie. We're not talking about Barsha. We're not talking about Ando. Um, who else are we not talking about? <laughs> Clearly not talking about Eli Tomac. <laughs> Eli Tomac. Like, we're not talking about any of those guys because, like, we know they're going to come back, but we just don't know when. So, Kenny's like, obviously not riding outdoors. Yeah, so, so like, I'm not I'm not going to waste my time talking about Barsha when he comes back for the last three. Like, that's just not going to be a thing. So, um, all right, so let's get started here. So, Marv was riding the other day. Yep. And yep. the big rumor is he's going to take Webb's spot for outdoors. Yep, and he, I know he was... Um, Doing uh, I don't know if it was trading per se, but with Vial at Glen Helen and Paula, the yeah. new uh, the new design. So uh, I did see that the rumor is he will be taking Web Spot for outdoors because we all know Coop's not riding outdoors, yep. and then who knows if he's riding World Supercross. Um, all I can say is I'm happy if that's the case because I feel like Marv. This was supposed to be his farewell tour. This is this is our one guy we're talking about that we're not sure is going to be at Paula. Yeah, but we're talking about him because we know he's riding, we know he's healthy. The rumor is he's going to be. He was at Webster. Salt Lake too. Did you see that? I did see that. Some of the track walk videos. Steve. I all I will say is I'm happy if it's the case. I feel like he got boned a little bit. He rode one round of Supercross, but it really knows with Marv because that's the thing is is like okay, so Marv, we know he came back for the last round to ride a 250 at Paula because he was going to go ride for France at MX of Nations. Yeah, went over to France for like three weeks, went to MX of Nations. Track turned out to be a shit show. I think he did well, but definitely probably not as well as he wanted to. He does a couple off-season races, rides one round of Supercross, and then gets hurt. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot to go off with Marv because he hasn't done a lot of racing in the last 12 months. Yeah, so we don't really know where, where he's going to fit in here. But you got to assume he's going to be in the top 10 with the way the class is right now if he starts. If he was healthy and he had been racing a lot, where would you slot him? I mean, he'd have to slot right in as a podium guy. He I have agree. to think. I agree, because, I mean, that's pretty much all he's done his entire career. I'm going to say there's, yeah, yeah, basically that. So I just, I think without the lack of information and data on Marv, I don't know what to expect. But that's the thing is, looking at this list, and even if, like, he's not 100% or his cardio's not there or whatever, dude, you almost, you have to feel like he's, he'd even maybe be a top five this weekend coming weekend yeah like looking at our guys because here's the thing what i said to you right before we started the show oh there's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great year for a lot of privateer guys like guys like grant harlan cody shock you know kev uh if well clayson never does it but like you know whoever mm-hmm. but now a lot of those guys colin park a lot of those guys aren't even going to be racing outdoors because they're either riding world supercross or they're just not riding yeah so, like, I feel like even Marv could get a top 10 in his sleep, and that's no disrespect to a lot of guys, but you're going to – I'm here to tell you guys, you're going to see a lot of guys in the top 15 in the 450 class this year outdoors that you've never heard of. Yeah. Like, this is going to be the weird – like, the last time I remember it being this thin was, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. And this is not a shot at the guy that I'm about to say because he's a very talented dude and he's a badass on a dirt bike, Gavin Grasick. Gavin Grasick was leading motos at certain points in 08 against factory dudes because there was no one there. Yeah. It's going to be a really weird year. Like, you're going to have local dudes, like what, like I said, you've never heard of that are going to get top tens all year long. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, that's even Matt Burkeen, 
Like, Burkeen was only going to race so many rounds this year on his two-stroke. Yeah. He's like, oh, thin field. Dude, I'm going to show up at Paula. Mm-hmm. How about you Matt Burkeen puts it in the top 20 this year? Easy. Because there's nobody left. Yeah. Like, Grant Harlan, if he gets his shit together for outdoors, might have the best season he's ever had. He's supposed to have the whole series. I hope so, man, because he's, yeah. So, I don't know. You have to feel that Marv could easily get a top five this weekend, even without being 100%. It's just, he's how far back is he going to be? Yeah. But I feel if he works his way into shape, I mean, dude, he's, I think threatening for podiums is going to be rough, but he's got to be a top five dude most of the year. You got to think so. You, you'd you have to believe Until so. like a whole bunch of other guys come back. But that's the thing though, is, is even with a whole bunch of other guys, how many guys are really going to be coming back? Yeah. And how many guys are really going to be motivated? Mm-hmm. Like, is Mookie really going to be motivated when he comes back? <laughs> is Christian really going to be motivated when he comes back? Yeah. You know, Barsha, okay. He's going to be motivated because it's, it's Barsha. Barsha. It's Barsha. But like, outside of that. Who else are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, who else yeah. are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. So, all right. Um, next guy up here, and this is going to be like a, he's like a 450 rookie, I guess you'd call it. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks is going to ride the 450 for club here outdoors. Um, well, he still has Addison's disease. So, I don't, I don't, I don't he know. He was good. The rounds he did last year, he was good. I mean, he was what, 9 to 12, <laughs> 9 to 13? Yeah, sure. Something like that. But the Addison's disease thing is always going to be an issue for him. Like, I don't really know where Marchbanks goes from here because it sucks because he's so young. Like mm-hmm. people forget that dude. He's not. He's not even twenty four. Mm-hmm. He might be like twenty two, maybe twenty three. He's got so much promise. He was a highly touted rookie for Pro Circuit coming out. He won Daytona. He's led races. He's always been uber fast. Like wild child kid, really good on the four fifty. But that essence disease is always going to be a thing now, and it's not, it's it's not going away ever. Yeah. So, you know, I know that there were times last year where he had it under control and he looked really good. And once again, the thin field, you would have to think he's a top 10 dude all year long, but there's just going to be times, and I, you know, this would be a question for Coach Rob. I'm, I'm no physiologist, so I don't know all the ins and outs of what Addison's disease does to your body after a lot of stress on it. It's not great. But at some point, he's going to have a flare-up, and he's just going to be riding around in 20th. Yeah. You know, and it's not his fault. It's just one of those things. You know, so I'd say top 10 all year long, but I don't know. Cause like, who knows when that's going to flare? Like, dude, he could literally be fine. And then it just flares up and it's like, well, there's that day shot. So, and I almost feel like he's getting to the point in his career where like how many more chances he's going to get. Yeah. So I think he's a club guy until he wants to not be at this point. So, I mean, hopefully, cause like he's still a really good rider, but yeah. It's just something you're going to deal with for a long time. He just got dealt a shitty hand. So, all right. Um. Okay, moving on here. So now we're kind of getting into the guys that could do some things here. Aaron Plessinger. Go ahead. What you think? <sighs> I mean, so here is what I think of the list we have left. I believe we have three guys battling for the last podium spot, most motos, if, if nobody goes down. Well, and or I has bike issues, okay? Yeah. I believe you have AC, AP, and Dylan are fighting for that final podium spot because I believe the other two on the list are going to be very much like the top two were last year. See ya. Just gone from every from the rest of this list. So, um, and actually, I think this is more of a two-horse battle for the last podium spot because I think the third guy here who we'll get to in a second has some health issues going on too that might hurt. But... 
I think he's going to be okay outdoors, man. But the real question is, is just like how beat up is he from Supercross? Because we all know he came back, raced that last Supercross, probably honestly to get his money mm. for fucking racing Supercross this year because he probably had X amount of races he had to do and he was probably one short. So that's why he came back. But we all know he was still sore. And now you've got a week off and then you're going right into outdoors, which we all know is a bigger bigger testament to how manly you are compared to what's it called and compared ap likes outdoors yeah he does like outdoors so i think he'll do well um but i mean the question really is is like do you see him doing more than like a second or third do you see him winning a moto or um, winning a race no and overall no okay so the unfortunate Good. thing for ap though is is it feels like every time because like dude he should have won detroit let's be real yeah. he he yeah. was gonna win detroit Cross ruts gets pitched. Lucky he didn't do have a gnarly concussion as hard as he fucking arrowed into the face of that on off. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the same thing though. You go back to 2021. You know when he was riding for Star and then he fucking looped out at Unadilla. Like yeah. he was having the best season of his life. Mm-hmm. He was getting top fives. He was inching towards the podium. And every time Aaron seems to build momentum, something it comes happens. crashing down. Yep. You know. So no, I don't see him winning a moto. Uh, I think if the situations are right, you get some of these tracks where, like, you go to Washougal, you go to Unadilla. Which the thing is, is that is, I mean, okay, I didn't see him leading 20 fucking laps at Detroit either. No. <laughs> like, like, I didn't call that. So if he does, he I'm going to kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, hmm, okay, sweet. And we know if it rains. Yeah. You know, if it's a mud weekend, he's going to be really, really good. Some of these tracks where you just got long ruts that start, like, halfway down the transition and go all the way to that. Like, Aaron, that's his type of tracks. Um I think podium is going to be very hard, especially when you start getting a, a likes of a Justin Barsha back. Because mm-hmm. um, once again, he is going to be motivated because it is Barsha and he likes outdoors. Um, I feel like Aaron uh, is going to be a lot better than the next guy you're going to say. Yes, I think um, so too. I think you got to say he's going to be fourth to fifth all year long. And could he get on the podium sometime? Of course. We're still talking about Aaron, right? Yeah, we're still talking about yeah. Aaron. But I think his ceiling is is third, and I really think even that's going to be hard with the three final guys we're going to talk about. Have you heard the rumor that KTM has been uh, approaching him to go race GNCCs next, like, next I year? I feel like he wants to do that at the end of his career. I do, too. Because he's always ridden them, but, but that's kind of like that was his dad's thing. But I hear that, I hear that they're offering that. like that he's It's crazy because, obviously, he led 20 laps in Supercross. He's, he's a super great moto rider. But I've heard they're trying to move him out of that spot. They would which have is to, an interesting thing. They but. would have to. Well, they kind of want it. They know how good he is in the woods, yeah. and they've been searching for a guy to fill since Caleb Russell retired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only been a few years. Um, I feel like he's eventually going to do that. I don't know if it's going to be with KTM, but mm-hmm. I feel like for him, I think he still has too much he wants to prove as a moto yeah. and a Supercross guy. Because let's not forget, guys, we're talking about a a, a two time or a two time two fifty champion. Mm-hmm. And he won two titles in one year. Yeah, Supercross and outdoors. Yeah. So this dude is still a badass on a. On he a, is a badass on a dirt bike. But, he just he gets dealt yeah, shitty hands. He just he just can't get momentum going and keep it going. You know that that's the real that's the real downside to it. Because yeah, he's really good. Like I said, I didn't have it on my bingo card for him to lead twenty laps of a race and crash on the last one. I think you'll see it at the end of his career. Who knows how many more years that is? But I still think he wants to prove some points because I still think he kind of walks around with a chip on his shoulder, which is weird to think about with Aaron Plessinger as happy-go-lucky as yeah. he is. And but I think he still is having too much fun racing outdoors and Supercross. But I could see how at the end of his career, because he is you know twenty-seven, I think. 
I give him two more years and he goes into that role, does it, and I think that he probably wins a couple of those titles, if not a bunch, maybe but to here, round out his career. Here's the real question though: is like, is his is his uh, contract up this year? Uh, I thought it was up at next year. Okay, maybe well, I don't know. Well, once that contract's up, then it's like, okay, where does he go? Because like he's he's okay, you know, relatively speaking here, but it's like, who's gonna pick him up when there's yeah, there's all... a lot of two fifty guys coming up. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what he does in the until in, the end of his contract. Because yeah. if he goes out there and he like does finally you know not lose momentum and get hurt, wins a wins a supercross, gets on the box, you know, does this and that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I I don't want to see Aaron's supercross slash motocross career end mm-hmm. right now. I think he still has too much to prove, and I think he can get it done. He just it's the one time where I got to say that outside force of luck has got to come into play for him. Yeah, he's going to have to start stringing it together. Otherwise, it's going to be like... And it's just always stupid shit with... It's it's not... Sometimes you look and you're like, dude, the stuff that happens to him isn't Mm -hmm. even like brain fart moments. It's like stuff that you would go... If that was anybody else, that would be like, oh, it would derail them, but it wouldn't really put them... Like, dude, when he cross-rutted, like, oh, he could have cross-rutted, bounced to the outside, goes off the track, but no, it's Aaron, so it's got to be exaggerated as hell. Or the same thing at Unadilla when he looped it. Oh, he just loops it and it pitches forward, but yet he gets slammed to the back of the ground like a mm-hmm. like a fucking arrow into the. So, I I think he's going to be good this summer. I think he's going to get a lot of top fives, but I think his ceiling is is a podium unless it just downpours to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, because those three guys are very very good, yeah. very very good. So yeah, um, we'll see. But I I want to see. I, I just really want to see him make a whole outdoor season. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be really good for him. You know, so. All right. So next guy up on our list here, uh, AC, AC9. Have you listened to his podcast yet? No, but I did see, though, didn't it drop earlier, like a couple days ago? It's it like dropped a, like last week. Yeah. 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 Um, I no, haven't but listened it, to it yet. Either. It did come on my YouTube thing. And then when I saw how long it is, I was like, oh, so this is like a legitimate podcast. This is a legit podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, it's something he's good at. Yeah. So, um, okay. So here's my worry with AC Outdoors. He's still having arm issues. Yep. And that is where I think it's going to be his big downfall here. Now, don't get me wrong. With with the field the way it is now, he's going to have arm issues and still get top fives. <laughs> like you would, you would hope so. Like you would really, like because his so. arm his arm holds together. Although what I have been hearing about his arm is that his big problem is big hard whoops. Um, which we don't have big hard yeah. whoops yeah. on outdoors. So maybe I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to kind of wait and see on this. We're gonna have to get a three four rounds in and kind of see what it looks like with him. But um, that is what makes me the most nervous. I I definitely think he is um, him and AP are like that last podium spot. Him, him, AP and Dylan here, who we're going to talk about in a second, are that last podium spot. And uh, man, I don't know. I feel like he has the potential to go to that next level with Chase and Jet there, which we'll get to here. But... I don't know with that arm and at this current moment if he can do that. If he can go if he can go to that level cuz that level is going to be ridiculous. I think he's going to be really really fast and I said this at the end of Supercross. I think that he's going to be really good outdoors. I think he's going to be really good, but I think he's only going to have 20 minutes in him and then I think it's going to go downhill quickly. So it just depends on is is can he get starts? Because AC is very up and down with starts. Sometimes he's really, really good, and he yanks off like five in a row. Mm-hmm. And there's other times where you're like, oh, he's 10th. But you would hope with this field, not a lot of factory bikes out there, that he wouldn't come around the corner in 20th. You would really hope so. Because like I said, I think there's going to be more privateers that you've ever seen 
Oh, oh this short, year there's going to be. Did you see how short this list is? That's what I mean. So from like we're talking eighth, thirteen to, privateers. Eighth to twentieth is going to be a fucking free. Well, if Grant Harlan, so maybe ninth to twentieth is going to be a fucking free for all. Yes. Um. So can he get starts? Can he get over the mental hump of if he gets a start and he leads a few laps and he's getting pressured by whoever? Mm-hmm. If he can run that pace, because I think it's going to be a mental thing too, because he hasn't gone that fast that fast in a mm-hmm. long time. And then after a few laps, and he goes, "Okay, my body's good, my yep. mental state's good. I'm, it's not. This is not happening too fast for me. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. My breathing's under control. I'm good. I'm not rushing things. Can he get over that? And then when the fade, not even the fade, the just the numbness of his arm. Mm-hmm. How big of a gap does he have to uh, the guys behind? Yeah, who's you know the top three or whatever." I think that's going to be a big thing, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, doy, like that's fucking obvious, but it's like it's very – it's a very real thing for AC. Like a mm-hmm. lot of guys it is that don't have good cardio, but for AC's issue, it is, but it's not cardio. It's his arm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big thing because here's the difference with the cardio stuff. If you're mentally good, and even if your body's wore out, but your mental side of things is good, you can tell yourself to go to the next limit. It's going to be a struggle bus, and it's going to be all over the place, but his is like his arm's literally going to go numb. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how mentally strong you are. If your arm's numb, you can tell your body to do whatever the fuck you want it to do. It's not going to do it. Whereas yep. if you're like everybody, anybody who's ever done anything athletic, they know that if they're in the red, they can tell themselves to go to the next limit. It's going to be a struggle bus. Same thing, like, you know, as a marathon guy, like you're struggling, but you can go mind over matter. You mm-hmm. can go the extra distance fucking arms flopping around like a noodle like it doesn't matter how strong you are mentally you can't tell your body to yeah. go any further so it's like how big is his gap gonna be because mm-hmm. if his gap's big dude he could he could do well but i think that if he's coming from the back of the pack a lot you're gonna see a lot of five to sevens yeah because i think that th- the three guys are gonna be gone He's probably like one of the biggest question marks in this group as far as like, is he going to finish third or is he going to finish seventh? But let's look back to 2020. And I know it was just him and Zach Osborne, but Jesus, he was really good that year. He was. He was very he good. Was. And speed was next level. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but I don't know if that guy's ever coming back, though, because just his arm issue out, out of these guys who are not Jet and Chase. He's basically the one guy that I'm like, OK. He could go to that level speed wise with those guys and and stay with them mm. if everything's a hundred percent healthy. But it's just I don't know if the arm's gonna be healthy, man. I just That's I, the biggest thing is is I think that he can be really good a lot of top fives, but it's gonna be so start dependent because if he's not, it's gonna be a lot of five to sevens. Look here, I'm on the same page as we were for Supercross. Just do all the laps. Yeah. Yep, like just sure. make it through all eleven rounds. Yep, for sure. So for sure. agreed. All right, next up on our list here, this is your boy. Yeah, you got some explaining to do with some of the comments you've just made. Have you seen any of his videos right now? No, I don't think there's any out there. There's been some videos of him oh, right has. I'm I'm not overly I know it's whatever. But this is what he does though. I know, but but I'm just saying it's like sometimes you see these guys riding and you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. Like that's fast. But those are the guys though that usually don't bring that to race day though. Yeah. You, like, I, I, I mean, I mean I'll agree, but it's like there was one I saw the other day and I went what is he doing? Yeah. He looks like a like he looks like a squid. Like no offense, he's a great rider. Obviously, he's not ro- walking around in fucking walking boot from Case in the finish 2021 line. 2021 outdoor champ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2021 yeah. outdoor. Like he's champ. great. But like it's like when you when you have that in your head cuz the, the the only thing I have remaining in my head about Dylan outside of fucking supercross failures is 
like his outdoor championship and how good he was that year. <clears throat> and so to, the the first video I saw the other day of him riding, I went, what is hat? Like yeah. he looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And then I saw one yesterday and he looked a little bit better. I don't know. Well, see here, Supercross was actually going decent for him until big, he got hurt in Houston. Big question mark for me here. He's, I don't know, because he hasn't been racing. That's yeah. the big thing. You look at between last year and this year, the amount of races he's done, not many. No, and outdoors right. even less. Because what did he come back last year for? Two outdoors before Barsha well, T-boned well, no, him. It was just it was just two. It was Unadilla yeah. and Buds. Yeah, and yep. then Buds. He Unadilla got was rough. He was good in practice. Unadilla was rough because the starts were terrible. And Buds, he got into it with Barsha, and then he obviously didn't race Iron Man or Paula. Yep. But what happens when he goes to MX of Nations though? Yeah, he was good there. He was uh, good there. He, so. beat Ch- he beat Chase in the qualifier. Yep. And I looked this up because I knew we were going to talk about this, especially with a guy later on that we're going to talk about in a few. Dylan was fastest, like, literally all weekend long. He okay. had faster lap times than everybody. I even went back to sure because I, it's been a long time since that, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong. I went back and looked at his lap times. He was six-tenths faster than Chase in the qualifier. Okay. He was almost a second faster than Jet. The second moto, because he was an MX3, the same thing as Jet, coming through the pack, we know his start was fucking terrible. He was 1.1 seconds faster than both Chase and Jet. Okay. And then the third moto when he was leading, and let's not forget, he was walking away from everybody, and then he Mm -hmm. crashed, his own fault. He was going to win that moto. I don't care what anybody says. He was 1.7 faster than Jet's fastest lap consistently. Speed's never been an issue with Dylan Outdoors. Okay. I've said this, and I'll stand by this. Dylan is my guy. If Dylan is healthy... Dylan can run with Chase and Jet, and just if Eli would have been there, but I don't know if he's going to be healthy. If that Dylan that showed up in MX of Nation shows up, it's going to be a three-man war all summer long. Mm-hmm. But we don't know, is he going to be healthy? So it's like, is he going to come in, and he's just going to try to get on the box and try to put in motos, put in consistency, and then if he gets healthy halfway through the year? I don't know what's going to be. Dylan's going to show up at the beginning of the year, but I'll tell you this, if he gets through healthy and he gets to be the guy that he was in 2021 and the guy that showed up at MX of Nations, it's not going to be a two-horse race. Now, maybe he's too far behind to win the title, so it's just going to be about winning motos and proving a point. But it, for me, the biggest thing is, is he going to be healthy? Okay. And we don't know. If he's healthy, <laughs> I've argued this with many people, Wyman and me have gotten into this, he's... Outside of Jeffrey Hurlings, he can run the pace with anybody in the world. He's just as fast as Chase. He's just, I mean, dude, he proved in that qualifier and, and on, on Saturday at MX of Nations. Mm-hmm. He dogged Chase and pushed Chase into a mistake. It's just, is he going to be healthy? And that's the thing we don't know. So I reserve for, I don't know what's going to happen at the beginning of the year, but I'll tell you this, if he works his way into shape... He's going to be battling with those guys. But until that point, then yes, it's going to be those two for however long. And that's all I have to say about him because I still am a firm believer and it it annoys the shit out of me that everybody forgets how good he was in 2021 and how good he is outdoors. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like we always, well, how was your last race? And I understand that. And he was doing well in Supercross. He got a couple fourths, some fifths, some sixths. Crashed. Story of his Supercross career. I get it. He's never going to win a Supercross title. I I don't claim he's going to. Here's, Here's my couple hesitations with him, okay? Number one, obviously, there's been injuries and stuff. Yeah. Number two, I appreciate the the uh, statistics there on the lap times at MXON. We can both agree. Chase wasn't riding that race to set the fastest lap. Chase was riding those races. But to Saturday not he was. Fuck up. But Saturday he was. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay. 
I'm going to say all weekend Chase's motto was don't throw this fucking thing away. Okay. Chase wasn't riding that like he was racing fucking Eli two months before that. Okay. He was there. There's not. So you got, Hey, I'll tell you this though. Before finish, be careful with what you say right now, though, is because then you're going to contradict yourself when you start talking about Jet. Yeah. So, so my thing, so my thing is, like with Dylan here, number one, I'll agree with you is, is he going to be healthy? We got, we got to see that, like, how healthy is he when he comes in? Number two, I totally agree with you of he in 21, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so good outdoors. But here's the thing that might be lost in this when he won that title. He was still having shit starts. He was. So the big question is here is, can he get a shit start? And I know there's not a lot of guys to come through at this point, but depending upon how long it takes him to get there, if his starts are still shit, how far checked out are these other two? Because Chase and and Jet starts are on on point. But what if he gets starts? They're going to go. If he gets starts, then it's a whole different ballgame. But I'm just saying, if you went back and averaged 21, because because that's why we, that's why the Dylan Danger Danger Zone Zone was a thing because he got shit starts and he had to come through. So my thing is, is like, if he, if he's getting those shit starts and with the level that it's gone to, and I will agree at MXON, he rode fantastic. And like you said, you can go down to the nuts and bolts of it, which is the numbers of his lap times were faster, but he also went out there of, Hey, I've got nothing to lose and I need to prove that I'm as fast as these guys. And he did. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then again, I think there was some different, the jet things different, but I think with the chase thing, there were different intentions going in jets thing was do not fucking toss this weekend away we need to win this yeah jets a completely different story jet (laughs) who knows what the fuck jet was thinking yeah (laughs) i don't think jet knows i don't think jet knows jet doesn't know yeah so 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 that's a completely different story and so yes he could very well be faster starts and healthy can we both agree on that starts and healthy yes because if you have those two things can you agree Mm -hmm. that he can be there with those guys yeah it's the two things though, and and that's the thing is I will I've never disagreed with you on that is is the starts and how healthy is yes. he is because we don't know that. So can we agree that if he gets to the point where both of those aren't a problem, we're yeah, good? Yeah, if he but it's just then, then then there's a high probability he can run with them. Is it just going to be where are we going to be at? And that's the thing is I don't know because I don't know how healthy he's going to be going into Paul this yeah. coming weekend. And the, and the big thing is too is like okay, we obviously saw them race Des Nations, but we. Now, now you've got Jet has been on a 450 since the first break is what I think everybody's been talking about. Is yeah. like the first 250 break there. Yep. He's been riding 450. Like he hasn't been riding the 250 other than to race it on the weekends from yep. what I understand. Yep. And then you've got Chase obviously has gone through the Supercross title and everything else here. Um, and I don't know how long he's been testing outdoors. I can't remember what they said. But so it's like, okay, have they gone to yeah. another level? Because they're it. both still young and have no, have more levels to go to. That's another thing that I think we need to look at with Dylan too. Is like, okay, Dylan's not nineteen or twenty. No, he's four. twenty. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, he's been doing this for. I mean, he's been yeah. he's been so so pro for fourteen years. Now. So there, no, might, there's, le- but it's like it's like as you get older, the levels get smaller that you can go up at the at the Dylan, level these guys are at. So, and Dylan's not going to race much longer anyway. Yeah, so that's the thing is. So we'll so we'll see. Yep. I I agree that if he can get start style in. And if he's on point like he was with uh, Designations last year, we could see a three-rider war here which all summer, which great. would be awesome. It could have been, be and the, it could have been four, which is the yeah. real bummer. Yeah, the winner, the winner in all of this, this is us. us. <laughs> um, but so, if he's if 
If yeah, he's oh, lacking either of those, then it's going to be a long summer for yeah, him. and I agree. And it could be one of those things, too, that we get down to like the last three or four, and it's like, then he hits his prime, and then all of a sudden he's dominating these two, and you're going, whoa, what could have been? Yeah, but, no, I agree. I agree. So, But uh, I, I do think he's going to have a good summer, though. Yeah, here. I do, too. And once again, we do know that Dylan, even though he has two 250 Supercross titles, he is he's an outdoor, outdoor guy. guy. He loves fucking outdoors. Like, And well, that's another thing, too. Cardio... You're not gonna wear Dylan out. No, like that's the thing. You're not gonna you're not gonna wear him into the ground where all of a sudden he's just tapped out. Because once again, that's where the whole Dylan danger zone. Good, good Ta- news for Dylan. Barsha's not riding the first few rounds, so he's not there to torpedo him. So we'll be good. So all right, which Honda guy you want to talk about first? So let's talk about Chase first because I feel like with Jet, there's there's the hype thing, and I feel like we kind of should feed into that. So let's talk about Chase. I mean, and let's not let's not give our prediction just yet on what we think is going to win the title. Let's just talk about Chase and himself. Here's so here's my big question with Chase: Do we have a Supercross hangover? Do you think he does? I don't know because of the fact that this title really and I he earned it. We've talked about this. He fucking earned it. I'm not gonna, like I'll, I put this out on the last yes, show. And I, I seen the comments and yes. I've seen the comments. Dude, they were arguing hardcore. Oh, that Chase one guy this? had like oh, nine I know. replies before I even got in there, and I'm like, wow. Chase earned this. It's a bummer that that was the last time we seen Eli. But hey, you got to finish the races, or James Stewart would have a whole bunch more wins and titles. And my thing is, is like, okay, I don't know if you read those comments. But oh, there were fuckers stupid. that were they like, were stupid. He was not the fastest guy. He was the fastest qualifier at what 16 of 17 rounds, and, and I. I don't remember how many individual qualifying and, and sessions. The, like, and, and here's the thing. fucking bench. And here's the one thing I'll say about that, since obviously I wasn't on that show, and then we can get back to talking about the thing at hand. Everybody's saying in there that, oh, like Eli was doing this, take away this. Here's the thing, guys. Eli was only riding conservative because of the fact that Chase threw away races that Chase should have won. Yeah. Had Chase won those races... Eli wouldn't oh, have been no, able to. We're not allowed to talk nah, about I that. Know, you saw yeah, that yeah, we yeah. can't talk. If we were going to talk about that, well, then you got to talk about it. Eli. Chase would have thirty-five about. points. He would have won. So yeah, um, I'm in agreement. Chase won the title fair and square. Like it sucks that Eli, but hey, you got to compete. You got to be in it to win it. It's just like with any other thing in the world. You got to be there till the end. Fun, funny thing I saw this week was that somebody. It was like. Uh, you seen that meme with the guy sitting there with the sign on the table that's like, you know, says something and then changed my mind. And yeah. it's like, Ryan Dungey is the most forgettable champion ever. Google it, kids. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 boy. Oh, shots fired across oh, the bow boy. there. Well, RV would be like, ha, ha, ha. Anyway. Um, RV's got nine titles. He should have had more. He's like he's like the second most forgettable champion ever. Like which is it ridiculous, is crazy. Which is ridiculous because there is a whole generation of people that don't realize how good of how much of a fucking badass RV was. He on a was dirt a bike. fucking monster. Like dude. I'll tell you this right now, and Wyman and me, and I'm not an RV fan. Love to watch the dude ride. Could watch him ride all day long, but I was just never an RV guy. RV had he wanted to keep going, would have kept winning Supercross titles and outdoor titles. I, I honestly think he would have kept going had he had someone like Tomac mm-hmm. here, you know, where he switched teams before he got to that point. And then I think he would have switched teams. And yeah, I think and, you would have seen the thing, a lot uh, of titles. And, here, and here's the thing too, and we're getting way off, but this is the last thing I'll say because I, I like doing this to people. Uh, this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Eli wouldn't have as many outdoor titles as he has now if RV would have stayed in it. Mm-hmm. RV would have beat him. 100%. You know why? Because you couldn't break RV. Stu yeah. tried and he couldn't do it. Yep. So anyways, um... I don't think Chase Back to the Chase yeah, thing. <laughs> I don't think Chase is going to have a Supercross hangover because of the fact that I don't think he 
He wasn't in the mode of I'm going to win this Supercross title. I, I agree with that I, because yeah. it, like if it would have been Eli, you could be like, oh, yeah, well, maybe not because it's Eli. But if it like if Chase would have just been winning this title, and it would have gone down to oh, I wrap it up two rounds earlier, whatever, where like oh man, Supercross hangover, like holy shit. I think all of this happened too fast for him mm-hmm. because he was started testing outdoors. I, I agree, I, or I I don't know the date, same time as you, but I know he was starting to ride outdoors pretty early. Yeah, he was in full outdoor mode. I don't think he's going to have one because I don't think this was like this happened too quickly for him to have a hangover on it. Mm-hmm. We've said this about Chase. Can he get over the hump? Even though this is not the way he wanted to win it, he still knows he fucking earned this 450 title. He won it. He went to war with one of the baddest dudes on the planet riding a dirt bike on this side of the pond, and he gave that man everything he could fucking handle and the hardest outdoor title fight of his life Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that said Chase actually should have won that title. There was a lot and could have, would have, should have, whatever. But there were some rounds where Chase, like, hey, Chase bopped himself in the head and did something stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's hard to disagree with it. You know, there were some rounds where, like I said, he sextons sextons himself or whatever. (laughs) He just sexes himself right into the ground. He sexes himself right into the ground. Um, But no, I don't think he's going to have a hangover. And man, it's scary to think that that we just could see like the next level of Chase Sexton. Like this is what it needed for him to get over the hump. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We know that he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder because we know that it's him and Jet, especially what happened to MX of Nations. And by the way, anybody that thinks those two are all chummy chummy, and I know they did it this at the beginning of the year where they were riding and talking to each other, those motherfuckers don't like each other. They I may be- not hate each other because that's a very strong word. Yeah, so I, so I was having this conversation with somebody last week. They're cordial to each other. They're yep. very professional with each for other. For sure, for sure, because hate is a very... You have to do a lot of and, shit to hate someone on your own team. And no one outside of Chase's inner circle is going to ever hear him say a bad word about Jet. No, because Kier would slap him upside the head. Yes, but I bet with Kier and some of these other guys behind closed doors, it is oh, I bet he's even be, probably said this to Lars behind doors. I was going to say, doors. this is going to be a, I fucking can't stand this kid. And I think that... Well, there's a lot of people, and we'll get to this Jet. There's a lot of people that think those two are going to get into it a few I times really I think we should make a fucking Michael Jordan documentary about <laughs> Chase Sexton. I've been watching that this week because oh, the last I dance. took that shit personally. Because I took that shit personally. <laughs> because Chase, to me, and and I know we kind of make fun of him here and there, but Chase, to me, is the... Uh, I mean, dude, he, he reminds me of the Michael Jordan of... of Supercross and motocross. Yeah. He he has that man. Yo, MJ, you going to pass? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, I ain't going to pass. Yo, Chase! No. So yeah, um, it dude. I've said it. I've said it before. When Chase is not doing Chase Sexton things, which I think we're getting to the point that we're getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's same thing with Jet. It's very hard to critique him on a motocross track when he is tuned in. When he is in the zone, Chase does everything right. It's fucking his technique is next level. His ability to break down a track when it is getting rough and the things that he can do with how he connects the track together mm-hmm. is next level. Like I said, sometimes he he does this. He just rely. He just reacts. He relies on muscle memory. But I think we're getting over that hump. Like you watch him, and he has perfect form. He's strong. His cardio is never an issue. It's it's very hard to say anything wrong about Chase when like when he goes like when he was at Paula. Mm-hmm. What he did to Eli that second moto at Washougal last year. Like dude, what he did at Unadilla. It's it's very hard to go. I, I don't have a week if if mental is not if that mental thing is done 
what what weakness does Chase Sexton have? That that's a big that's a good question. Yeah, he because he man, God, he's he doesn't so, have any. He is so good, and he is so fast. And Jason Thomas was talking about this on Pulp last week. He made the comment: Is he the champion with the best technique ever? I would say RV has better technique. Because there, there, there's, there's, there's times you got, you got to go back and watch RV at his moment. There's times where you watch. We're not going to get into this because I could get into this debate with anybody for a long time because I love talking about this shit. Chase is different in the sense because Chase is obviously a lot bigger. So now you're going to make me DM JT and see if I can get him on the show because I want to hear you two go at it about technique. Oh, I love it because then I think if if RV heard the clip, RV would be like. Please, just <laughs> um, no. The one thing I'll say where I think JT's coming from is with Chase compared to RV. RV is obviously not a big guy. Chase is so big and strong yeah. that when the bike steps out on him, mm-hmm. I think it amplifies how good his technique is. Where with RV, you looked at some of the moments and you're like, ah, oh, man, he's just a, he, he. Not that RV was ever like a weak guy. Like RV was like he was a he was big. For, he was like a bulldog. Mm-hmm. But there were times where like the bike was just putting pressure on parts of his body because he wasn't. His body wasn't getting up and over the top of the bike. The chassis is where Chase is like could lift a little. Anyways, where I think that comment comes from, but it's hard to disagree. Like Chase, like his fucking technique is flawless. The yeah. way he rides a dirt bike is flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to. I I don't know any weaknesses Chase has if mental if he's over the mental hump. I I will say though that, and we'll get to this here with talking about Jet here in a second. This is his moment to get these titles right now. And if he does, here's the thing, though, is that's why I believe that if he wins, dude, if he wins this outdoor title, he's going to need this mental boost here of winning both titles this year to go into war next year, because next year is going to be but a here's war a, in the opposite direction. He's the old dog compared to. And here's the thing, though, that if he does, though, that KTM, I disagree with everybody that says that bike wasn't good. That KTM 450 was really good at the end of the season. I think Chase, as good as he is on a bike, he's going to make that bike work for him where some of the guys in the past haven't so much. Um, I don't think it's going to bother him because, like I said, the mental thing is the one thing you critique Chase on. If Mm -hmm. mental's not his issue, where are you going to find a weak point in his game? Because all of the things that the next guy has outside of being younger, Chase has those same things, and Chase is in his – he's – He's in his man body right now. Yeah, he's, enter- the he's other- entering his prime here. Where, so it's like the other guy like still has some room to grow, which mm-hmm. obviously he has a ceiling that he could keep growing, but it's like all the things that the next guy we're going to talk about has, Chase has that same thing. Yeah. Except he's in his mental, he's in his man body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, I just, I don't know where you could go, oh yeah, Chase is going to have problems with that. I, no, I, I can't. I can't think of anything. Here's a nice thing. I'm like the list is short here, but I'm not looking at this list going, yep, he's going to go 24 0. <laughs> or, no. well, what is it this year? 20, 22. 22 0. No, because you got the other guy, like I said, is Dylan going to do Dylan things? Is yep. there going to be races where it's a mud and AP's just, or does AC just have one of those motos where he figures his shit out? Yeah, so let me so let me ask you this. How many moto wins and how many overalls do you think Chase gets this year? There's 11, <sighs> by the way, just so everybody 11 knows. overalls? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man, that's really fucking tough. Because, like I said, uh, do you want me to give my opinion taking out if Dylan gets a shit figure? Because that's a hard thing, man. I don't know because it. How many did he get last year? Do you know? I don't remember, and I can't look it up. The iPad's dead. Um, because I'm super prepared for this. So I think he's gonna have more. 
This is going to be weird. I think he's going to have more overall wins than he's going to have moto wins. Okay. Because I think the overall, which is crazy to think that Chase's consistency, uh, I think his consistency after what he did with Eli last year is going to help him win more overalls than moto wins because of the fact that, like I said, you have Jet. Is mm-hmm. Dylan going to get shit figured out? Because like you said, Dylan could roll off four or five motos in a win if he gets his shit together. Is AC going to get his shit together? AP, is it going to be a mud moto? So I think Chase is going to have more overalls than wins, or overalls than moto wins. Moto wins, I don't know. I think that he at least gets half of the overalls. So you think he's going to win five or six, basically? Yeah, five or six. Five or six overalls. But moto wins, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think a lot of those overall wins could because consistency. Does he go 2-1? I'm going to, as boring as this is going to be, I'm going to actually agree with you. I think five or six... Um, because it'd be very easy to say that him and Jet are going to split, and then who's going to have the more consistent? Yeah. Once again, though, we talk about Dylan. Is it going to be mud? Does AC get? Because here's the thing, too. We both know that if there's one moto that AC is just fucking feeling it, and his mm-hmm. arm doesn't go numb, I truly believe he can beat all those dudes. Yeah. I, I really believe that. And mm-hmm. once again, this is coming from not an AC guy. Yeah. So. Yep. So. So yeah. So I'm going to go with five or six there too. Actually, I'm going to go with five. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with five there. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 4 for Jet and I'm going to go with 2 for Dylan. Okay. Is yeah. how I'm, how I'm going to split this. I could definitely yeah, I could see that. That okay. that's going to be my reserved thing. Now I could just start fucking ranting about Jet, which is what we're going to do here in a second, but you know, I'm just going to be I'm going to be somewhat reserved on it okay. and just All right. Well, we're on to Jet. And Last we're on guy, to Jet. Rant along cuz I know you want to rant about him. I am so fucking pumped to see how this goes. I think we all are. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be good. Hmm? Don't oh, get for me sure. Wrong. He's going to be good. Of course. You know, you're not that talented and it's not going to be good. Do you think, let me ask you this question. Are we going to see some big, I'm going to call them Sexton moments <laughs> out of him here? You mean we're like, he's just relying on talent alone or like get offs? I'm talking get offs. Oh, like are big we, ones. Yeah. Which is something that Jet hasn't done a lot, so it'll be interesting to see how he... If it does, because, okay, so I heard somebody was talking on something this week, and they were like... Actually, I think it was a calling guy to Pulp, some somebody who called in. It wasn't like a like an industry person. It was just like a regular, like, you and I calling in. Mm-hmm. And they said something to the effect of, like, Jet's been able to ride the 250 for essentially the last year here, or the last year and a half, at... 75 to 80% and smoke all these guys. I would say in Supercross, I would say there's been times in outdoors where he's bumped it up to like 92, 93. But Supercross, yes, it's been a fucking kick. And they're like, they're like, now he's going into 450s and he is going to have to push his limit here. And we have seen on the 250s on occasion what happens when he gets frustrated. So, so that's, that's my big question is number one. How much to that limit is he going to have to push? And number two, when he does push to that limit, what happens? Are we going to see 16-year-old Jet who torpedoes himself into a triple face? Or are we going to see a more mature? Because I'll be honest. He's 19. Remember, he's going to be turning turn yeah, 20 this Yeah, but I'll be honest. His his uh, 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 bike age is way more than 19. We've it seen is? it in that 250 class. Like, it is it's it's just unreal how mature he rides the bike per But se. it is once again though riding against inferior competition. Yes. Not well, supercross at least. 
respectfully, disrespectfully here. Supercross super <laughs> at least. Competition super cross at least. Outdoors, we've seen a few times where he's just gotten beat straight up. But yes. Supercross, yes. And honestly, I don't even know. I think 75% is being generous. I think there's times where he's riding at like 70%. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. yeah. So like I said, not, outdoors has been not, more of a struggle, but Supercross has been a fucking cakewalk. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yep. yep. So For sure. So, dude, it's going to be really, really good. I think he does have big get-offs. Not a bunch, but I think there's going to be times because... He's going to have to push to stay with Chase. And I think this is going to be the first time where you're going to see 100% Jet. And mm-hmm. that's, knock on wood, I pray to God that he does not get him, he does not hurt himself. But this is going to be the first time where he's had to go full bore. Yeah, the hard thing is, is that like, so I haven't really heard from anybody who's been around watching him ride the 450 at this point. And Dan, and no Tru- offense, I can't, I can't take what those guys I know, say anymore. But, but Dan Truman even said on a show, he's like, because somebody was talking about this a few weeks ago with him, with some show he was on, and he's like, look, when I watch Jet ride that 450 on the outdoor track, he's like, I'm like, holy shit, that's good. He goes, but if I was watching Chase do it, holy I would say shit, the same that's thing. good. So he's like, so I can't really, I can't really give that to. You. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, like. The Des Nations really opened my eyes for like, holy cow, because we've all, okay, we've all seen this, okay? Yeah. These guys on 250s, and and yes, I have a huge boner for Jet, okay? Mm-hmm. He is my guy, all right? Yeah, he is. But we've all seen this where the 250s, they're just dominating like that. I and mean, then, look, at, look at Garrett's. Look yeah, what Garrett's did. Yeah, and then they go to 450s, and it's, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you were not ready for this. But then you take Jet, who was on a 450 for fucking two weeks before Des Nations, and he goes out there, and it's just like... And the thing is, I was I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, too. With him, it's like, you watched him ride that, and maybe he was pushing, maybe not. We, I don't really know. But, man, it still didn't look like he was trying. But like, then you also... but let's And, let's, like, he was flying for not looking like he was trying. But let's look back to that weekend, though, because I knew we were going to talk about this, and Jet was phenomenal. Look what happened on Saturday, and you could say, okay, maybe he was just getting a feel for it. That's fine. He wins the second moto on... Uh, or the, the second moto on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We just talked about with Chase. Chase was not trying to blow it. He said this. Yep. Jet didn't win the third moto. Maxime Renault did. Yes. And he had 10 yes. minutes to pass Renault, and Renault, he didn't pass him. Yep. So it's like, he was really, really good. But also, so was Yago Gertz. Yeah, Gertz was oh, in the yeah. same situation Gertz, as Jet. Gertz was really so good. So it's that like, yeah. yeah, holy shit. So it's like, Jet was really, really good. Jet is going to be phenomenal. He has such a bright career. But I think this is going to be the first time where we've seen him go to the next his limit. He's going to have to go, yes. and he's going to have moments because he's had it, albeit very, very small, mm-hmm. where he's got frustrated, and we still see. Oh shit, Jet's still a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. And it's fine to do that. He's a 19-year-old kid. Like, Jesus, he's only been pro for three years. And really his first year was a crapshoot because he didn't even really ride that much. Yeah. So, like, he has not had to push to the next limit, and it's been very, very slim times that it has. He's gotten beat, but it's like, is he going hundred percent? There's times where you can be like, ah, eh, he's going at 90. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where, dude, and I know it's just one example, but it's something we have to take into now that he's on the 450. Unadilla wasn't great last year. You remember Unadilla, right? The first I don't know. moto I'm gonna where go, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Now. He crashed four times in the first moto. That was when Romano he passed Romano. Romano passed him back, and then he uh, okay yeah because yeah. I remember we talked about that, and you were like watching. You're like, oh shit, this is not good. Like, yeah, just had a not shit. good look. <laughs> and once again, that's one weekend. It's it's two it motos. Happens. It fucking happens. But here's the problem, though, is is that you're gonna have to go to that limit every weekend. Yeah. This, this summer, because here's the thing. 
Chase, whether Chase wants to or not, is going to go to that limit because here's the thing. He did it all last summer. Mm -hmm. So Chase knows he can go to that limit. Jet, we don't know yet because here's the thing. We talk about this. With same thing with Supercross, where the times in practice where he just puts in a heater, doesn't look like he's trying, and then he goes 1.5 seconds faster than everybody. And you're like, oh my God, that's what everybody talks about. But then we talk about how, well, we've never seen Jet have to do it multiple mm-hmm. laps in a row. So it's like, is Jet, can he do that yet? And now we don't know, does he do it at the practice track sometime? But here's the thing, though. It's hard to think he does because mentally, we all know with these guys, if you have no reason to go that fast, mm-hmm. you don't go that fast. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. He's riding practice track with his brother, hmm? <laughs> and like, I I know how it is to have, with the brother. It's like you're always trying to beat him. But are they going at a hundred percent though? I that's the thing, and, that, and that's the thing is, is we don't know until we see it. But once again, though, we all know with these guys when it's on practice day. Even if you're riding with somebody, if yeah. you have a big moment. You're like, shut her down. We don't need to crash. Case fuck out of a jump. Yeah, case shit out of a jump. <laughs> snap <laughs> really, your ankle. Really, stop yeah. you. Really, stop you quick. So it's like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what to expect because I think he is going to have those big moments because I think this is going to be the first time we're going to see Jet have to go to the next level consistently. And I don't know if he's had to. Do, he's never really had to do that. Does it surprise? Will it surprise you if he wins the title? No, because he's too fucking talented. He's too talented. This is like, it, he. What's the percentage you give him? To win it, win the title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 35% him, 75%, or um, I'm sorry, 25% him, 75% Chase. Okay, we're not, we're not super far off. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like 50% Chase, 40% Jet. And, 10%, and I was and 10% I was Dylan and I was even and I was even thinking when I originally like was thinking about this I was like forty his way sixty you yeah know, yeah chases yeah. and then I was like ah 35, 65, and then I was like ah man then I the and now that we're having this conversation thinking about the fact is is he gonna have big moments because that really never crossed my mind because Jet doesn't have those mm-hmm. but then it's like you start thinking about it you're like well Jet's really never been pushed to the limit for mm-hmm. a whole entire year since he's gone on this win we streak. we are gonna see very very quickly here because. Oh, we're gonna. I, s- I ask about the Supercross hangover, but I I'm with you in the fact of I'm not 100 percent sure that we're really gonna like I I don't even give it a minor percentage honestly that we're gonna see that because of how he won that title there. So we're gonna see very quickly how Jet's gonna handle the pressure of having someone that can push him. So I think by the time we get through these first three rounds of Paula Hangtown Thunder Valley, I think we're gonna know like okay he can handle this. And like it looks like Jet of the two fifties of like he's just chilling and like figuring it out, or he's pushing and he's having moments. Well, I think we're gonna see this quick. And how great is it that we get to see this? What track are we going to this coming weekend? Paula. What track are both of these guys? Paula. Really oh man, I thought about that too because oh, it's like Chase boy. is a Paula guy and, and Jet's, Jet's a Paula, Paula guy. guy, and you're like. I'll say this because I do believe Dylan is not going to be 100% this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to go back and look. What was the biggest gap to third? I was going to say, do you think they win? Do you think they yard everybody else by over a minute, both motos? Because I don't think Dylan is going to be 100%. I, yeah, it's going to be bad. Because I, I think, it's, it's gonna I think we're going to fire right off the rip here because I, I do think that your chase is going to want to come out and set the tempo. Oh, practice this summer is going to be fucking awesome to watch Mm -hmm. because we talk about this how often in practice do we see these guys oh one lap heater and they're like i'm done Mm -hmm. because let's let's be real when you get to that level even if the field was deep they don't really give 
that much shit about. They don't really care that much about their gate pick. They're like, yeah. ah, I'm fourth. Okay, fine, whatever. So if you're in the top ten, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I can make it through the way, especially with Chase and Jet or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of times this summer in mm-hmm. both practice sessions where Chase goes to the top of the board. Jet's going to come in. He's going to look at the lap time. He's going to be like, all right. Put in a heater. Chase going to go, all right. Yeah. Practice for the first time in a very long time since the Stu Ricky days is going to be incredible mm-hmm. to watch because you're just going to see ball speed. Mm-hmm. Just one lap fucking wide <laughs> Look, open. Let me let me just tell you this. Figure out who's on a heater lap first and just alternate. Just because, fucking, yeah. Because just, that's what's going to happen. And here's the thing, too. Anybody that's filming in any of these races this summer mm-hmm. and they look like they're heat, like, and you always know, like, if, if you've been around this long, you know when they come yeah. over the finish and they just start pumping into the ground. Get your camera out because yeah. it's going to be a thing of beauty. Yeah. And by the way, I'll put this out here. Anybody who's going to the races who takes vertical videos with their phone, like you're just, you know, filming for your own personal social or whatever, we are more than happy to give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. If you want to send those videos, just DM me. I'll give you my number. You can text it over to me so that that way I can, because uh, we're, we're constantly looking for shorts content here. So Because like I said, practice, I think you're going to see some wild shit. Wild. Like I said, the first time, and I think you could probably go back to 06, where it's a legit who's going to be, wants to be mm-hmm. faster. Yep. Because it's going to be a thing between those two. Oh, yeah. Neither one of them is going to want to be second in practice. So, so by the time we get to Red Bud there... <laughs> do you think one of them's not going to be pitted in the same spot in the semi or do you think they're going to be cordial enough all summer to be no i think by the time we get to red bud i think jet's going to be over here chase is going to be way, over here, way on each and chance are going to be in the, in the middle. middle yeah hunter's going to obviously be by his brother like mm-hmm. he always is yeah and chance is going to be over here by chase and chase is going to be the all the way at the end of the semi mm-hmm. and then if they start going to the track what they were doing last year where they had the 250 where they have the 250 rig and a 450 rig Chase is going to go all the way over there with a 250 rig. <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, Hunter, you want to be next to your brother? Yeah. So uh, here's one more question before we get into whatever you have. Like, do we want to pick who we think's going to uh, do cordial? But do they have a moment at all this summer where they actually take each other out? I don't know. Because Should me and Wyman have been talking about this. And Wyman believes that he thinks at some point, if it's a battle for the title, because Chase is going to KTM. I, I don't think we'll see any of that until the very end and that's if it's like the last race and the title's on the line. Cuz cuz here's the thing. Chase is too respectable yeah of a rider and so is Jet, okay? Now, I think Jet respects Chase. Yeah, and and Jet but Jet is also Australian though, and I, he's not afraid to get into you if you start being shitty but but chase has too much respect because look at how many times chase could have thrown it into eli and he just respected him so much and respected the racing so much that he just didn't do that but I'll do, so I will, I, neither one of them are that those guys so but i will say two things though uh i think chase though i don't think he's gonna tee off on him but i think he owes jet one for that incident at mx of nations last year where jet completely took his front end out mm, and yeah, before the finish he yeah. didn't take him out so I think Chase. I is, forgot about that. Yeah. So that's why I asked the question. I think Chase is going to be like, eh, you you get one. Yeah. But I don't know if it was Pulp. Jet was on a maybe it was Pulp. Jet was on a podcast most recently, and they were talking about this. And apparently, Jet never brought up Chase's name as far as like who he thinks is going to be a contender. Apparently, Chase was giving more credit to Dylan hmm. than Chase. And I don't think Chase gives a shit about that anymore at his time of his life. 
But that does make me wonder. I go, is Jet trying to play mind games before we've even gotten the series going? Because I guess they were asking him, like, well, do you give Jet that much credit for thinking that hard? No, not really. That's probably a Myrtle say, thing. Yeah, That's a Myrtle thing. I don't think Jet knows what he's going to do when he gets up say, in the morning. If you were telling me Hunter was saying that, I'd be like, that's oh, premeditated. That's Hunter, yeah. But that's but Myrtle. I mean, Jet, Jet, I'm not. Yeah. I don't even think Jet knows what socks he's going to wear when he gets up out of bed. Because <laughs> Jet's just kind of like, <laughs> well, love, you know, I'm 19. And love, I love this gig because he's just like, yeah. he's, he's just fucking so whatever. good and yeah. he's so oblivious. Yeah, to I stuff, know. He man. just doesn't get it. Oh, man. All right, so. Who do you think wins the title? Oh, man, I got to give it to Chase. I really do. Being that I just said 75-25, I got to give it to Chase. Yeah. Not that it would surprise me if Jet did win this title, but I think that uh, I think Jet's time's coming. But I think these next couple years, I think that Jet is going to give him hell. But I think this is Chase's time. I think that we, with Eli retiring and Chase finally getting the burden of winning a 450 title, mm-hmm. I think these next couple years is Chase's time. I think Jet's time's coming. But I think he's just going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah, I... I would really love to see Jet win it, mm. but the realistic side of me is like, this is pretty much Chase's title to lose. Yeah. So unless the only thing that throws a wrench in that is if Dylan comes out just firing, firing yep, for sure. next weekend. If he does that, then all bets are off. Oh, I agree. I don't but know at that point. because I it, don't see that happening. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's so. healthy enough, but I do agree. If he comes out firing and he's Dylan that we all know, yeah. then I don't fucking know. But I don't know who But in seven days, that could change. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, but I, I so. really don't know. I really don't know yeah. because I think they're all three too good. And Dylan obviously has an outdoor title that those mm-hmm. two don't have yet. Yeah. So it's like, who fucking knows? But yeah, I, I got to give it to Chase, man. I think yeah, the, me too. I think Jet's time's coming. But I think these next couple of years is it, it's it's this twenty 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 four is the year of the Jet here. Okay, we'll just go with that. I think Jet's going to be really good in twenty twenty four. But I think that if Chase wins this outdoor title, I think that Chase is going to reel off a couple. Like I said, I think that it's going to be hard. Jet's going to make it tough on him. But I think that the next couple of years will be it's going to be a Chase Sexton. Yeah, I, I really do, which I'm good with. Like I've been very critical of Chase in the past, but we all had to. I don't know if you remember this, but we had this conversation. We were talking about Chase and Fortner years and years ago, mm-hmm. and we both asked each other, well, who's going to have a better career? And we both said Chase Sexton. Yeah. And it is obvious we do that years ago, but it's crazy to think that Chase is at this level right now because mm-hmm. nobody saw this shit coming when Chase was coming out as an amateur. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was your 450 outdoor preview show here, uh, or outdoor preview section here, brought to you by Gutterworks. Always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. Mm-hmm. Link in the description down below. Um, we are going to take a quick break here. We'll come back. I have a rant. Uh, we'll talk our 250 preview show here because there's a little bit more to dive into there. A lot more names on our list. Yeah, and sorry, guys. We tried to make that longer. Because we, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, this is the best yeah. we could come up with because yeah. there's just there's just nothing happening at yep. this point. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do a rant. We'll do 250s. We'll maybe talk some other BS here as far as uh, as far as uh, motorcycle racing goes, and uh, we'll get this wrapped up. So we will be right back. All right, and we're back here. So um, before we get into our 250 outdoor preview here, want to do our Holster Co. Reload Rant. Holster Co., they make holsters for things that go bang, bang, and boom, 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 and all sorts of stuff like that. So make sure to check them out. Link in the description down below. And there's a discount code. Make sure you use that. Might get super pumped when you use that. If you like things that go bang, bang, and boom, boom. Speaking of which, did you see Brian Deegan's rant about Instagram and that kind of stuff? So, you, so I watched he, the most recent video on the YouTube channel, but I didn't hear anything about a rant. So I don't know. The rant might have been a little while ago. 
So I don't know if you've seen, he has a, his own custom AR line now. Um, they have a, a, I don't know if it's a Deegan 38 or Metal Militia AR, mm. upper and lower, you know. Um, and yeah, and he, you know, just like everybody else, gets pretty fucking censored when he, yeah. when he puts stuff like that out there. And dude, he's going off at Instagram about like, this is bullshit. My kid can get on there and within five minutes you're filling his search bar with nothing but basically fucking porn and you can't stop that but you can stop me when i post up a picture of a fucking gun like this is fucking ridiculous like just going off and i'm like amen brother amen hope to run into him at one of the races here on a friday and get to talk to him and do that laugh that he does that Cole makes <laughs> <laughs> i can't do nothing. it. nothing have you can't do it. I know you don't listen to Pulp that much, but have you heard the Weege laugh that they have for a drop on there where he's no, like... No, but it's probably great. <laughs> oh, it is. Because it's just like that. <laughs> I can't even do it right. It's hilarious. So, all right. Um, So, Holster Co. Reload Rant. And this just comes to me because there was a comment made that I read. And, uh, yeah. So, there's a lot of negativity surrounding some of our... Some of our predictions some of our views and we've been going through this for a long time and there's a lot of comments made about uh, uh about about a buddy of ours mr mr coach rob and this last comment was like rob's a tool or some shit like that always has been and like okay let me ju- let me just say here coach rob is probably one of the nicest guys you will ever fucking meet he will literally give the shirt off his back to you yep he's super nice super knowledgeable and here's the thing We've been catching flack for this, too, for years of we say things that are going to happen because we find out about them and then everybody calls us a fucking retard. Prime suspect of this. The Deegan thing. Deegan going to Yamaha. We said that. Coach said that. We all heard this and knew this through backdoor channels that we have. And all you Deegan nut huggers didn't believe it and then boom oh wow what what happened oh man all of a sudden he's on yamaha so weird so weird so here's my thing if you're a keyboard warrior and you don't know coach rob and you're talking shit fuck you yeah (laughs) Yeah, there we go i don't think you guys understand how long coach has been in this the people he's helped just for a little you know, he pretty much made AC through his amateur career. He will never take credit for this, but made AC who AC was throughout his amateur career. Yep. He's worked for the likes of Ryan Dungey during Ryan Dungey's title. He's helped out J-Mart. He's helped out a lot of people in his day, and the he knows thing, a lot of people. The thing is, is that between us, we'll, we'll call it uh, uh, between the secondary media here, you know, Hopper, us, Coach, Cooksey. We know a lot of people throughout the industry here now. Um, w- uh, us, not as much as those guys do. And we all talk and we all find things out. So those of you that call us crazy and everything and, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. W- when we start talking about something, we've heard something about it from a reliable source. This isn't just speculation. On top of that, we're very good at reading the writing on the wall and connecting the dots 
You know, it was kind of like with the Deegan thing. We looked at everything that was going on. There were some situations, some backdoor situations with contracts with some of the amateur riders and stuff that Coach Rob had that led us right into knowing that like Deegan was going to go to star. Okay. This wasn't hard to connect the dots with some, with a few of the things we knew. So yeah, like I said, I'm just like, I'm just the people, the keyboard warriors that are hating, you know, and it's just like, it's just like the keyboard warriors hating on us. We are allowed to have our opinions. And that is all this. We are two dudes sitting on a tailgate talking at the, at the moto track. That's all we are. Yeah, that is literally what the show was created for. What the essence of it is, what it is at its core is us just bench racing. Okay, so you can call us morons and things like that. We do, like I said, have some have wild some insides, takes. and we do have we do have some wild takes. But if you look at our record, we're like not said, that wrong all the time. And like I said, we're just giving our opinions. It's not yeah. like we're going to say, oh, this is fact and this and that. It's like I said, you know, sometimes we are wrong. You know what? Here's the thing. Some- and what- Steve Mathis is wrong sometimes, too. Jace is wrong sometimes, too. Like, you can't be right on everything, and it is what it is. It's And when we talk, when we talk saying, like, oh, this guy's not doing well or something like that, that's relevant to pro riders. I'm not comparing at any point any of these guys to myself. It's like even it's like everybody. This is like a this is like an easy thing. Everybody goes, well, you guys will never be him. He never be that. No, Thank neither, you. Neither of us have ever claimed that we're going to be that. I never said I was as fast as Hayden Deegan. Travis never said, oh, he can be Hayden. De-. None of us ever said that. Like that's not the thing. We're not trying to say we're better than the guys. We know these are some of the top tier, the one percent of the one percent. Just given our opinion, we're allowed to. Just like everybody out there that you nut huggers the Hayden Deegan thinks he's the best in the world, he's going to do this and that. You're giving your opinion. Your opinion you is say, he's the best in the world. Yeah, our opinion is we're toning that. It's like down when you guys bit. say, "Oh, he could be. He's going to be better than Hunter Lawrence. He's going to be better than Jet Lawrence. He's going to be better than Joe Schmota." He hasn't proved it yet, so that's an opinion. That's not a fact. We're not stating facts. We're just giving our opinion on stuff. Can't be a fact until it actually happens. That's the whole point. Those videos didn't. If we didn't give our opinions on things before they happened, what would we be talking about? Yeah. It's so like, it's it's just guys. You need to calm down. We're not saying you can't hate on us. It's great. It's good content. It it gives us a laugh because we really don't care. We we're glad that you're commenting on our videos and it's it's helping us. But the winner like, in all this is myself. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, <laughs> like we don't. That doesn't hurt us. You can guys talk all the shit. Look, perfect example for me. I've I've gotten hated on since the show started. I don't really care what you guys have to say about me. I don't know you. If you want to hate on me, cool. If you wanna, if you wanna like the things I say, great. Because if we ever meet, we'll have a conversation. I will bullshit with anybody about anything, even if you're dissing me. I don't care. It's not hurting my feelings. It's not affecting my life. I don't know you. I'll probably never know some of you. So, I, but we like meeting you guys. We, at the we races. do. We if do, you do like watch the show. Yes. Like, come up, say hi exactly. when we're well, at the races. If you want to tell us we suck to our faces, cool. We'll say thank you for watching. And Justin has re- resting bitch face. Yeah, but he he will talk to you. Yes, I will. Exactly. Like, we and were- if he won't, I will be like, hey, Dick, maybe you should talk to the fans. People putting food on our plates, bro. Yeah, well, they're I mean, paying for the ice cream we had. Yeah, two weeks the ice ago. cream. So yes, guys, we we love it. We appreciate all of it. I'm not saying even the haters. We yes. appreciate all of you guys. But like you guys, you takes you take some of the stuff we say a little too personal. And and this is the last thing I'll say on this because I know this video is gonna be we're gonna get shit on too. Some of our takes. I'm cutting this section by the way. It's going up. It's fine. And we're specifically talking about Hayden Deegan right now. You guys have never met Hayden Deegan. The fact that you guys are getting this intense about it, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I also just want to say, for anybody who's like, 
uh, hating on us for clickbait. What do you think the internet is? <laughs> you don't know what YouTube, how YouTube works, what, okay? I, y- your boy, everybody does it. Everybody do, do, who's do anybody. Do you want to know a prime example I heard the other day? Have you heard of the Roman Atwood? I, I know who it is. Yeah. So, so I literally was listening to a short of his podcast from one of his podcasts the other day talking about how when he had the vlog, he did one and he put his wife in a bikini for the thumbnail. And it never and showed went, up. And went, holy crap, how many views did that get? You've got a lot of bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can make this a thing. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, a, yeah. she wasn't even in a swimsuit in most of those videos. And boom, you see that. And of course, every guy is thirsty and like, boom, you know, whatever. So, so yeah. So, it, I mean, That's it's just a thing is, of like, yeah, like, like I try to put the titles of the videos as somewhat like I like I'm I, like I go back and listen to the whole show and the titles of the videos are something we say in that video. We're not clickbaiting just yeah, because yeah we're talking and, about it and like it's something that we're talking about. And I so. hate to break it to you. And once again, people are going to be like, you guys are hating on Hayden Deegan, but it's just what we're talking about. For some of you guys saying that we're clickbaiting on the Hayden Deegan thing. I don't really think you guys understand what clickbait is then because we didn't clickbait any of the Hayden Deegan videos. Everything, just like Travis said, that was in that video title, we talked about with Hayden Deegan. That's not that's not clickbaiting when you're just putting Hayden Deegan in the title. That doesn't that's not clickbaiting, guys. And just so I got a title for this one, this is clickbait. Clickbait. <laughs> this is clickbait. Like a guy I watched that like he his his whole thing is is he uh he reviews brand new cars and then he gives his opinion on him. He does what everybody else does, but like he happens to be his name's like Tom something. And literally the name of one of his videos is is the best YouTube video comment ever. And it's him because he has a new Porsche Carrera. That's it. Yeah. Oh hi. How's it going, people? This is this is our this is our thumbnail. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We'll do it this way. Oh, we should. Bam. Look at this. Thumbnail. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That right there, solid. So, Kay. yeah, guys, like, just whatever. Like, if you can continue to hate, that's your, that you can do that. That's your, your prerogative. prerogative but... Yeah, it's fine. We just want to let you guys know that, like, you guys hating on us, it's just, we, it's just part of it. We like, love it. it. We love it. It doesn't please, bother Please us. do more of it. Yeah, because I guarantee you're going to hate on us after this one. <laughs> yeah, we're winning. Because so. we're going to have probably some hot takes. And what I mean by winning is we have made several dollars yes. on this video we have made several dollars <laughs> so on thank this you video. thank you we can now get ice cream next not week. several hundred several dollars yeah we are so. we are basically on welfare <laughs> <laughs> we, we are poor <laughs> so all right cool um so yeah holster code reload rant there if you don't ah, know, if great. you don't know coach rob then fuck you yeah oh, the sorry. Fuck, <laughs> if you don't shoot big red then, then fuck, fuck you. you okay all right let's move on so 250 uh, outdoor preview here brought to you by our friend Isaac Nelson over at Isaac Nelson Designs. If you guys need logo work done, he does all sorts of logo designs. Uh, he designs most of our t-shirts. Uh, he does designs for Kevin Moran's for all of his uh, YouTube thumbnails and, and all sorts of other stuff like that. Um, and actually, fun fact, he just got a job. He is going to be a designer at FXR. No shit. Yep. Good job to have. I like yep. some of their new stuff they're yep. putting out. 
and they, it, he was brought in mostly to do like print ad stuff, I think is what he said. But then they were like, well, how do you feel about working on the moto side? And he was like, I don't think you understand. I'm in. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, say less. So yeah. So uh, super pumped to have him, him, have him yeah, on fine. the, uh, on the team here. He's helped. He helps me design stuff for TLR coatings. He does stuff here. So yeah, great guy. Check him out. Link in the description down below. Make sure to say that we sent you. Um, yeah. If you have a business or you're doing something online and you need, like I said, a logo designed he's he's really really good about it so uh check him out okay so we got the uh so the 250s we have much more than the 450s to discuss here so this we have be a very good outdoor season for yeah 250s. so we have we have three different groups here uh so we have the big five uh we have the best of the rest and then we have our and i'm air quoting this our rookies uh to go over here so let's start with the big five here so the big five these are basically the five that we think are gonna and I think most people would probably agree with this. Maybe uh, maybe some people would take one of no, them. No, no, there, there's a whole bunch of people that are gonna disagree. Oh with, yeah, yeah, you're right, <laughs> you're right. Here. But I th- I feel like for throughout the industry, most people would see this five and agree with it. Yes. Maybe they'd take one of them, whoever you want to. But I feel like if you were to ask ten people in the industry, nine out of ten of them would probably agree with this. Yeah, this so, list. So our big five here for the 250 class is Hunter Lawrence, Joe Schmoda, Tom Biel. Justin Cooper and Jeremy Martin. Yep. So let me start with this question because this is who we'll start with here. However, you answer this question: Who is the weakest out of the Big Five? Oh, and it pains me to say this, but because he's at the end of his career, we're going to agree on this now. Oh, and you know it pains me because you know yeah. I'm a big fan of this, and I th- I feel like you kind of are too. Yeah. I feel like it's hard not to be a fan of this guy. Oh, it's got to be Jeremy Martin. Jeremy Martin. God, that hurts so bad because he's been one of my favorites for such a long time. I like the guy. He is a fucking warrior. Warrior, a bulldog, a dominant outdoor rider. This is not the Jeremy Martin pre-back injury. No. We'll and, just go with that. No. And it really sucks, too, because for the most part, he made it through most of Supercross Healthy. Yep. He did. AC thing did most of the laps. Yes. Um, had some good win, good good rides. Obviously, he got it handed to him, but that heat race win in Detroit was cool. He's got on the box at the Triple Crown in a, in a main. But this is just the end of J Mart's career, man. I think he's going to be the most. I don't know. That's hard to say too. He's going to be very consistent. But what is consistent with the Big Five here? Do you, does he win? Let me ask you. Does he win motos? I think if he's going to win any motos this year, it's going to be at Redbud. Not is, Millville. No, because if you look at his Millville record, it's not as good as you would think it is. Okay. It's not like he wins a bunch. It's not like okay. it's not like Ryan Dungey at Millville. It's yeah. not like he's won a bunch at Millville. Okay. I think it's going to be Redbud if he wins anywhere. I think he's going to be really good because he's still a bulldog. He's not going to get tired. We've all heard it like Ricky says it all the time. Like, dude, he might be one of the most physically fit dudes. Not he knows just to, how to suffer. Yeah, he he loves to suffer. He yes. fucking unlike Troll. <laughs> yes, he loves to suffer. But this is kind of where Amart was, and we've talked about this. I think Jmart's going to wind out this year in the two fifties. Mm-hmm. He's going to ride four fifties next year, just to say he did it like Big Al. Yeah, and then he's done. And this is something that's been discussed a lot on Gypsy Tales recently. Is it's so ridiculous because you have supercross and motocross are so different and you make these guys do both of them 
and this is something that I hope the tides start to turn here mm-hmm. as the World Supercross grows a little bit, is you're going to get Supercross specialists and Motocross specialists because Alex Martin and Jeremy Martin are two guys very, very prime of like, they're not Supercross guys. No, they've had and, their moments, and Jay Martin yes, has won mains, but yes, he is an outdoor guy. But it's like, man, if you could have done outdoor-only deals like in America compared Compared to like, I mean, they could have, they could have gone to GPs or yeah. whatever, but obviously most American guys don't want to go. Well, and I don't think Galavantine Gal Mart would fit. Our world travelers. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. not. But it's, but it's like, if you could have done him and his brother to just outdoor only deals, man, oh, their careers could go on till they were in their 35. Yeah, yeah. And they could win a bunch. And yeah, but it's just, he's been so riddled with injuries for what's it called and then you have that incident with jay coop there where he hurts his back a couple years ago and yeah he came back and he battled with uh jet, jet there yeah and i was just about to say like remember too before he like hurt himself again he was going into that season yep. hurt and then he hurt himself again to thunder valley he was leading the points yeah and then he came back and he had that crazy battle with with jet at iron man and gets hurt there yep so it's like yeah i mean it pains me to say that because i've been on the jmart bandwagon for such a long time yep but it's like he's just He's he's been hurt too many times since yeah. 2018. He's just not the same guy. And and you can't at some point you can't overcome it. And once again, J Mart's no spring chicken. No, he's been doing this for a long fucking time, guys. Yep. He's 29. He's going to be 30, and he's been prof- he's been pro since 2012. Yeah, I think it's been. Yeah, we're in 2023 now, so it's like, man, he just dude. I mean, his titles were 13 and 14. <laughs> like that's a long. That's seven years ago. So it's like, man. But I, I think he's going to be the weak link. Can J Mart go oh, out? I'm sorry, and win? that's like nine years ago. Yeah, <laughs> nine, nine and ten years ago. It's yeah. insane to think he about. Can, he can go out and win motos, of course, because this is Jeremy Martin. Because when Jeremy Martin's feeling it, he still can be the fastest. He's, he's going to battle with these guys and be. He's going like, to make look as stated, thorn in the side, exactly and weakest link. He's going to make it. He's going to make five. things annoying for them. Yes, because he's just too. He's still too fast on an outdoor track. Yep. But as far as winning a title. No, no, it, it, no, no. When that that last time getting hurt in twenty twenty one outdoors, the few mm-hmm. times because he got hurt like three times that year. Yeah, it just that that put a nail in the coffin for him, and it just uh, it sucks. Yep. But yeah, I just I think he's going to be and weak length is also a relative term because let's be real, he's still going to be better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so let's move from Jmart to what I think is probably the biggest question mark out of the Big Five: Justin Cooper, swag. I mean, he's got swag, but here's the thing. Like, he goes out, he races a few 450 races, which is super weird as to, with Dylan going out, why they did not keep him doing 450s. Because all that was going to do is make his stock go up. And then, I mean, he has to be foaming at the mouth the most because, like, think about it. He did well with the field stacked. Think about what he, he think about what he would have been doing at the end the last few rounds yeah, here. He got, what his last race he got a sixth, yeah. right? Like, like dude, he did it when it was still yes. Yeah, he would have probably been a podium four fifty guy at the oh, end of the year. Easy. And then dude, think he about probably would have podiumed in Salt Lake. Yeah, and then think about what his stock would be like I, for next year. I think there was just so much emphasis on him went, trying to win this outdoor title. I'll tell you what, man. He's definitely going to become the most pre- coming in the most prepared he's ever been coming into oh, outdoors. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh yeah! But here's the thing with Jay Coop, and it's the only thing, and we've talked about this plenty of times, not just on this show. Jace is talking about it. Coach Cooksey, Pulp, everybody's talked about it. Jay Coop has got to figure out a way that when he doesn't get starts to go through the pack to boy through the pack. Yep. 
he has got to figure out a way to pull his head out of his ass when he gets 10th place starts. Yep. Because here's the thing, and, and then there's got, there's got to be a stat on this, and I think even we just mentioned this, this the, the disparity between mm-hmm. when he gets starts yep. as opposed to when he doesn't yep. has got to be the it's biggest huge. gap uh, ever of someone of his caliber. And here's the problem. You have a start god in Tom V out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like... And Hunter's now got his starts figured out, too. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, you... I'll tell you this. He's not coming through the pack with this field at 10th place anymore. No. If he gets a start, though, game fucking on. Mm-hmm. He, I think, he, MX of Nations, and it's crazy we say all the stuff we do about MX of Nations, but he, what he did for us, because let's be real, he he won that race for us. Oh, yeah. Because he was supposed to be the wake length, and he comes in, and he's like, fuck you guys <laughs> dude he was great that weekend I oh mean, yeah he made everybody in the 250 class his bitch he did he and, did he was so good and which he, is and, impressive and even hunter even yeah i mean dude but he's got to figure he's got to figure his starts out mm-hmm. man he's got to figure his starts out and because here's the thing too and we're not going to get all super prideful right here He's the only American that has a shot to win this title. Yeah, because if he doesn't get his figured out, it's going to be a euro. It's going to be across the pond one, two, three. Not euro. Across the pond one, two, three again. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not that worried about it. No, no, but <laughs> you, but there are people me. that like. Oh, yeah, there but, are. Uh, he he's got to figure it out, man. Because if he does, he's in this title hunt. But if he can't get his starts figured out, I'm sorry, dude. He's not coming through the pack because mm-hmm. there's three guys that are going to walk him. He's got to get it figured out. I would like to believe that if he gets his starts figured out. He can he can make this a four way battle, but man, dude, he I don't know why he can't come through the pack. Yeah, I don't know. What I his don't deal get it is either. As He's, good as he is, it's like Ryan Dungey falls into the. But how weird is it though? Because remember, there was a time where he was getting starts all the time. Yeah, and then just all of a sudden, his starts went to shit. To to me, it's funny because he's like the new age Ryan Dungey. Yeah, of he's just so vanilla of like, but it, but then you look at like. His podium percentage and all that crap like that. I mean, it's like when we were comparing him to Savachi and you were like, there's no yeah, way yeah. he's even close. I'm like, dude, he's got X amount well, more podiums and, than Savachi. And then like, how even and then how crazy to even to look back at 2021 after J Mark got hurt and Jay Coop really started to find his stride. Dude, until Washugo broke his hand, he was beating Jet in the points. Yeah, he was doing really well. So, so it's like we we talk about with Jet and this and that, but it's like, dude, Jay Coop almost beat Jet Lawrence for an outdoor title. Yeah, and we have we have major I mean, just like everyone, we have major re- recency biased with him of it's like, well, we haven't really seen him no. because he raced those few supercross and then he was gone again. I don't know. He's a big question mark for me here. We'll see. He's like you said, he's gonna be the most prepared he is. If he gets okay, I'll ask this because if he gets starts in your mind with these next three, this is the contender list. Is he more contender or more pretender even if he gets starts? If you could have a crystal ball and it would tell you Jacob's going to be top five every moto this year. I don't think that's really like a – I don't think that's far-fetched, to be honest with you. Be a contender or a to, pretender? No, to be top five every moto. On a starts? No, on the starts. Oh, on the start. No, no. I'm saying like if he if you had a crystal ball at the end of the year that told you Jay Coop is going to get top five every moto off the line. Yeah, yeah. Is he more of a contender for the title or is he still a little bit more on the pretender side? Hypothetically, yeah, I think I think he's contender if he can get in the top five start. Okay, all the time. Because I agree, I agree with that. I, because yeah. I don't speed is not his issue. Okay, it's just for whatever reason I don't know what it is. He just I don't know if he just forgets how to work like 
I don't. I don't know if he just forgets how to pick lines. I don't know how to ride through traffic. I don't know how to. I'm like, dude, I don't have. Sh- I buy racecrafts. So I don't know what I'm doing over here. Cool. We gotta send him to local races and just have him start and just try fucking, to lap everybody. Yeah, I know. Twice. Just fucking. St- I don't know. Start in the pits. Yeah, something like that. I, so I just don't get it, man. I don't know. Like he's gonna be there. Don't get me oh. wrong. He's gonna win motos. I think. Because I mean, look at last year at the end of the year. Like, dude, there were motos like he was really, really good, and there was other motos where it's like, what the fuck is Jacob doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's. He's up there. He he's in the big five. He is. But it, there's like him and Jmart are big question marks in the big five. And then the last three we got to talk about here is is where I think the real yeah. title contention comes from. Um. All right. So next up, let let's talk Joe Schmoda because we've only seen him race a couple of races here. Obviously, he did the last couple of supercrosses or whatever. But dude, he was fucking good at those last couple supercrosses. So. And also, and let's be honest, we're going to get fried in the comments here because everybody's going to be like, well, he hasn't fucking really done much. Well, I think you guys, if anybody that says that, I think you guys need to go back and watch Outdoor starting at Redbud because he was easily the second best dude. And I'd be like, well, he didn't get second in the points. Look, bros. The only reason he got (laughs) got third in the points last year is because Hunter decided to torpedo him at the last round. Yeah. He made Hunter his bitch Mm -hmm. last year, and he was better than Jet in a few rounds, too. Yeah. Joe, he's another one of those guys, man. You look at him and you're like, outside of his technique, I think being absolutely atrocious. Um, he, dude, he's so solid. Yeah. He has found his footing in this in this world. He has found his footing as a professional motocross rider. I know there were a few years where you're like, ah, oh, is Joe really going to do anything? Like, is he really good? Because he was just like an eighth, twelfth guy. Yeah. Couldn't ride supercross for sh- Well, I say that in relative terms as opposed to everybody else's counterparts. Mm-hmm. And he just he figured it out, man. He, he did, dude. Cardio machine, mm-hmm. outright speed, yep. sprint speed, starts are good. I, I, I try. I tried to think about this at the end of the season after Red Bud, and I tried to think about what were his flaws, and I could not really come up with what were his flaws. Other yeah. than there were days where Jet was just being Jet. Yeah. Because outside of that. I mean, I asked you the same question. What were his flaws outside of the days of Jet just being Jet? Yeah, what no, Joe's- he, was, he was really solid from Red Butt on last yeah, year. Like, so really, like, really solid. I mean, dude, remember that first mode of Iron Man when he ripped the hole? Or yeah. after he didn't rip a hole? No, it was the second mode, I'm sorry. Ripped the start and just set sail, just mm-hmm. gapped everybody. Yeah. So it's like... Here's the thing. Does he pay back Hunter? I think he owes one. I think they were all... I know ch- he owes one. I think they Does were... He yes, do yes, it? yes, yes, okay. yes. I think they were all chummy after Hunter won the title, and he was respectful because he's still friends with Jet, and they still have the same agent. Although it is going to be weird, though, because he is going to Honda next year. So, ah! No, no, no. Maybe he doesn't pay him back, because I think that'll be a weird thing, even though Hunter's going to be on the 450 side. Yeah. Um, Joe's just going to be really good this season, man. God. Yep. I, but here's, here's another question we asked with the 450s. This one's going to be a lot harder to figure out who's going to win overalls and motos because I think there's oh, just yeah. going to be a revolving door of one weekend and the next. I think so, too. And here's the crazy thing, too, is, you know, we had this for the last couple of years with Jet. We even had it with J-Mart and, you know, even going back to Dylan and AC. There were tracks that these guys, there were tracks that guys were just overly better at. Yeah. I'm looking through the list, and outside of, like, Redbud and Millville for J-Mart, there's no tracks on here that stand out as any one of these guys being like that much better. Yeah, well, here's the thing we don't know. What the fuck Vial is going to do? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the, this is the real wild card in all this yeah. is Vial made it through Supercross okay. Well, and we might as well just go into him. Yeah, we can. So uh, I have videos of him riding. 
He's fucking. He was at Paris the other day, and uh, uh, Isaac was out there. Well, so, so I, I have legit videos, and I have an, an interview from him, dude. And I've also, and I imagine you've seen the videos from Racer X and Vital, and, mm-hmm. and there's videos of like him, Joe. It's it's basically him yeah. and Joe, but like, yeah, they were all out of Paris. Yeah, he looks better than Joe. He looks good. He looks really he looks good. And he made it through Supercross. Yes, he had a couple moments. Knock on wood, he didn't get hurt. Yep. And everybody likes to go, well, you know, look back to Kenny and Marv and, and, and Dylan or whatever. I go, well, here's the thing. Those guys didn't make it through Supercross unscathed. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. always beat up. But those guys had some injuries going into their first outdoor seasons over here. And also with Kenny and Marv, this KTM's a lot better than that KTM that those guys were yeah. dealing with. Oh, man, and that's another thing. The one knock for me on VL, and I can say this because I am a big Tom VL fan. I've watched him through his GP career, and I said this during Supercross. He has this tendency when he gets out front, and it's not like a Chase Sexton thing where he just like is going off instinct. He has these times where he's so far out front, and he gets really lackadaisical. Like mm. He starts taking lines that he's never taken before for no reason whatsoever. Not that the lines he was using aren't working or they're breaking down really. He just... He starts going into different lines. You can clearly tell he's not pushing through sections. That was his only knock as a GP guy is, is where he just had those moments where you're like, is, is he even trying anymore? And mm-hmm. not in the sense of like he makes it look effortless. Like literally, he's not trying anymore. Hmm. But I don't think that's going to be his issue over here because I think he has something to prove. Does he whole shot all 22 motos? <laughs> 20 out of 22. Okay. Uh, no, in all honesty, man, I, I, Tom and, and people can call me a uh, French fan homer whatever that's fine i i but tom is just he's he's so good he's a two-time world champ for a reason his starts are good and everybody's like well you know you you got to go into like oh the humidity well i'm pretty sure i think both him and dylan are from the same part of france not a geography guy but i think it's pronounced avion i think it's northern france i think um Heat's not going to be an issue for him because I know it does get pretty hot in northern France. Yeah. He's also been training going back and forth between the Baker's factory and in, in California. I think he's in California right now, obviously. But for, he's been he's been in Florida, yeah. so he's getting adapted to it. So then you, the only other question you go is, well, everybody goes the on-track time. You don't have as much time over here. Tom Vial is a very smart guy. He's a pro, dude. Exactly. Like, I, he also, I understand that we always talk about that. But but he also got Supercross. Granted, he wasn't as great, but he got Supercross figured out mm-hmm. fairly quickly, other than the whoops, because that was really his only downside yeah. was the whoops. I think he's going to be fine. Man, I. he's just he's he's so fucking good. So yeah. fucking good. Um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard to bet against him because, once again, the thing that he has that those guys don't is he already has two cheapy outdoor titles. And he's also not a kid. No. I mean, he's a kid compared to us, but he's 22 turning 23. Yeah. He's No, he's 23 turning 24 yeah. because he outaged the rule over there. Mm-hmm. He's not a kid. He's not like Kenny when he came over here when he was like a teenager still. Yep. So he knows how to win races and he knows how to win championships. And that's the thing is, the moment is never going to be too big for him. No. Not that it's saying it's going to be too big for Hunter. Him or... him winning this title this year would not even raise my eyebrows. I'd be like, yep. I don't think anybody would be ri- cuz like let's that's all we If all anybody ha- was surprised, it would I'd be like, man, why You're not are you really surprised? paying attention. Yeah, 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 like Yeah, and, and that's the thing too is man, he he was at a time with KTM where he's he trained with Hurlings. He grew up around Prado. He battled with Garrett's for two titles. He battled mm-hmm. with Max. He actually battled for three titles because he could have won 2021 when he was battling Maxime Renault, and we yep. all know how good Renault is. Yep. So it's like you could have looked at a three-time champ because he also got hurt quite a few times throughout those championships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, if if you're looking at Vial going, nah, 
you're not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I don't know. The kid's really, really good. Yeah. And then we move on to Hunter. What do you got? Hunter has that dog in him. He does. That could win this title. And honestly, I think he needs to win this title because this, this is going to sound terrible. No, it's, it's probably going to be accurate. I can't say this about, it's hard to say this about my best friend. Um, this could be the last title that Hunter wins. Ever? You think so? Well, yeah, he is. If he goes 450 full-time next year, this could be the last title Hunter wins. Yeah, you got Because I don't see him Excuse me. doing that in the 450s. Maybe, but it's like it's a minor chance. Well, then you also look at the fact, though, of going to the 450 because, oh, he's going to have to deal with his brother again, Chase, and then you also have to look to the fact of is, is when Vial and Shmoda decide to go 450s. and yeah. So it's like, not to say that he's not as good as Gozai. Obviously, he's on this list for a reason, but you like... Vial's probably going to be really good on a 450. Mm-hmm. Joe will figure out how to be good on a 450. Yeah. Hunter. Jacob's already proved he's good on a 450. Hunter's got that dog in him, but man, once you get the 450 class, it's a completely different thing. Like I said, I think this is his chance to win what could be his final American, which is weird to say. Like, uh, it's weird. I think his biggest thing is. Because he just won his first American title. So, my two things with Hunter that I have okay. as far as what he has to do with this title first off he can't make enemies because yep he's it's just he it's supercross it was one thing nate whatever he was just kind of like with jet leaps and bounds better than everybody else you know i I had my feelings nate challenged him but he was going to win that title no matter what whatever but outdoors you got a lot of other dudes that are just as good as you if not better in supercross it was like man he's so much better than everybody else then you get here and it's like mm. uh, you can't be bouncing off people and getting into it with Styles Robertson. I know. You can't do that, dude. You, you you gotta be above that. Yeah. And the second thing, and, and maybe he's over this now. He's got the title. He didn't have any of his moments in Supercross, which was my only thing when I when we did our preview. And it's not like he has a bunch of those moments, but those moments have seemed to cost him in his outdoor mm-hmm. title hopes. There's weekends that he just doesn't have it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very few and far between. So I'm not saying this is like a reoccurring thing. But since 2021, there's been weekends where Hunter just doesn't have it. Yeah. And I know you can't be on unless you're Ricky Carmichael every weekend. But you're not going to be able to have those weekends where you're getting fifth mm-hmm. to win this title. You just can't yeah. do it. And like I said, maybe he's over it. He's got this title now. He's got a newfound sense of confidence. Not that yeah. confidence was ever his issue, but like yeah. you, we know. But you can't show up to Southwick and get go five nine or five eight. Or I was going to say, here's the thing. So he went, whatever he had rides like that last year, and it's like now you've got Vial. You got another season of Joe Schmoda. Jay Coop's coming in yeah. healthy. You know, RJ. We'll get to him in a minute. Sometimes RJ Art. Well, we can talk about it with RJ. Art, whatever. You you have another year with Levi Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Seth Hammaker is going to have more out. You just you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. You, you just and like I said, it's not like this is a problem with Hunter. You can't have him at all, though, this yeah. time. And maybe he comes in with a newfound swag after winning that maybe Supercross title of, like, I'm the fucking man and, maybe like, does. doesn't have those issues. But if he does, oh, man, this could be rougher than what I think he wants it to be for outdoors because I do think he's coming in like, yo, I'm the guy. And there's a lot of people, pundits in the industry, that are talking like, yeah, he's the he's the odds-on favorite. Which the- And I'm like, okay, that I can't argue that no, per you se, can't. but, you can't. man, there's... There's other na- because even in our best of the rest here, there is one, two. There's guys three. that have won motos on that list. Yeah, so there's it's guys, like so it's like, and there's uh, also a guy that just had his best Supercross season. That's going to be confident that we yeah. know can 
balls to the wall speed. So yeah. So and, and that's the thing is too. Once again, we take it with Joe. Joe was better than Hunter last year mm-hmm. through half the season. Vial's a two-time champ. J-Mart at any moment can click one off. J-Coop, we know, can battle for titles. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it's not just going to be you, your brother, and then Joe every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like, It's going to be a war this year. Yeah. So so let me ask you this, because we've gone through now our big five. Before we move on, who's your title pick out of those five? It's It's got to be Vial. Okay. It, it's got to be... I, I, I will say this. If Hunter or Joe won the title, I would not be shocked. Okay. But because of everything I said, it's kind of like what I said with Chase. I can't say the things that I said about Vial and then not pick him for the title. Mm-hmm. Is it a huge gap? <laughs> Hell no, dude. It is like razor fucking thin. Yeah. But it's got to be Vial just because of the fact that he knows how to win world championships. The moment is not going to be too big. And his fucking starts are better than everybody else in this yeah. class. Which we know that if you're that deep and your starts, mm-hmm. dude, he's not going to be coming from 10th, which we can't say the same for some of these other guys. Yeah. If you're starting third at worst and Chance Hymas is front of you, nothing against Chance Hymas, Vial's not going to have a problem with getting around no. Chance Hymas. No. So, like, that's the thing is it's got to be Vial, but it's razor thin. Yeah. So, here, so. Just to be well, not just to be different than you. It's it's hard to argue yeah. with with picking. I'm gonna go with Hunter. Yeah, which is and and, no, and number two is because I want to see Honda win all five titles this year. That'd be crazy. It's two Honda guys. That'd be awesome. It'd be so awesome. It'd be very. And that's the thing. I can't disagree with that because if Hunter does, it's like oh, Hunter is still Hunter Lawrence for yeah. a reason. Yeah, it's, it's really if any of these guys. But won, if Joe won it, what? And if Jacob won it, would you be shocked? No. no. Like if any battled, of these guys won, we wouldn't. We'd be like, hmm, okay. Yeah, because one of them is a two-time GP champ. One of them is a two-time outdoor champ. Jacob's battled with the best for outdoor titles. Hunter yeah. just won a Supercross title. Joe is the only one that you're like, well, he hasn't been there, but like, holy shit, was he good last yeah, year? Yeah, it would be interesting to see if Joe like got the points lead. Like, what could he do? How how it worked? Like, would yeah. he would he falter? Whatever. I don't know. So okay, so that's our big five. So now we'll move on to our best of the rest here. So we'll start with RJ. Made it through Supercross, and he, he had made his it best through Supercross. Supercross. And and I I think you would agree he's probably more of an outdoor guy. I'm gonna give him he probably wins an overall, and he wins some motos. I don't think it's gonna be a lot because there's there's a lot of lot of dudes. Yeah, there. Mm-hmm. Lo- there's a lot of talent in that big five. Even there. in the best of the rest, there's yes. a lot of guys that could do well. Yeah, so. so I think he'll do well. But but here's the thing too, we've all seen it. He's fucking Sendy. So like he is sending. So like, you give him a East start. Rutherford style. <laughs> yeah. So you give him a start, dude, and he is gonna he's gonna send it. Yep. He's until gonna send he, it until he either ragdolls or wins. So so and but, actually, I'll, I'll ask this after we get to the end of the best of the rest. I'll I'll wait to ask this question. Um, but he did make it through Supercross healthy. Yeah. And you know that's a confidence boost for him because he had yep. his best season. Because that's what he said at the beginning of the season after a one, dude. I just want to be there at the end. Yeah. And granted, he wasn't there at the end of points, but man, there were times where you're like. Man, he actually can challenge Jet on some nights. Granted, he Jet yeah. kicked it in overdrive. He couldn't, but nobody expected that. But he's like, holy shit. Like he, I mean, he beat Jet quite a few times in the heat races, beat him in one main, a couple triple crowns. But nobody expected that out of RJ. No. Like, if you'd have told me he beat Jet at all, I'd have been like, no fucking way. But he did. And he did it fair and square. And it's like, okay, that's got to be a confidence boost for him. Yeah. So, yeah. But he is Sendy. Like RJ, RJ is the one guy that can send himself to that next level. Now, how long that lasts before he ragdolls? That's a question, whether he gets the checker flag or not. But he is the one guy that, like, if these big five are 
go to the next level here. He can go there to he can he can send himself to that next level. He's not going to always ride that next level, but he can send himself. Hey, RJ, just roll your bars forward like two millimeters. Yeah. So so I don't really know. Like I said, he I think he will win at least a moto. I think he'll get an overall. What do you think? Where, where would I don't you, know. You I don't have any fucking clue, man. Because I would say it's got to be Red Bud because he's already done it there at least once. Yeah. I actually didn't realize this. He won our, he won the overall Red Bud back-to-back years, 2019 and 2020. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I saw it in the stat, and I'm like, Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, but I, he's, just, hard. he's too inconsistent to, yeah. to be in the big five. There. I tell you what, though, that if he makes it this outdoor season without a wild, mm-hmm. like a wild get-off, He's finally going to get himself over the hump, though, of being the consistency because yeah. he did in Supercross. Now he's got to do it in outdoors. Well, if yeah. he does it in outdoors, you're like, okay, this is good moving forward because a lot of the big names. I think. I think in RJ's case, and again, we're probably our stats are probably all fucked up, but I think in RJ's case, if he busts into the top five in points with these guys without anybody going out, if they're all healthy by the end of the year for that big five we talked about, if he busts in that top five, I, dude, to me, that's a win for him. Oh yeah. For so, sure. For sure. Because that's that's a lot of outdoor talent he's getting in between there. So Yes. Um, all right. Hammaker. What when is he coming back? He's, he's gonna come, start... he's in for Paula. Okay. He, cool. I think he's been riding for a month and a half now. Okay. And this is another guy that like he can he can fucking win. Oh, he's already proven he's, it. And it... he's he's got the speed. As long as Kitchen uh or who was it last year? Who was it that him they tangled at oh, that one race yeah. in the, like the second oh, corner or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Kitchen? Uh, might have been. It might have been. I think it was. <laughs> it was a Yamaha. It was a Yamaha. Yeah, it was a it, yeah. Um, he made it through healthy. He proved last year that Epstein Bar was not an issue. Issue. Yep. An issue. So um, we know that, and he's also even when he hasn't had the speed to win, he's still been in the top five. He got mm-hmm. a lot. He got really good starts last year. He was yeah. battling up front. I I think that Hamaker. I think I think. Him and then the next two guys we're going to talk about all have the possibility to win motos. That's why we say the best of the rest. Yes. It's going to be very, very hard. But would it shock me if Hamaker went out at Paula and he got on the box? No, because he's already proven he can do that. I mean, for God's sakes, he went out and fucking was the fastest dude at Paula. He's last got year. the speed to do it, man, but he just lacks consistency in being able to stay healthy. That's all there is to That's it. That's all his issue. And like is. last year with that whole incident with the star guy. Whoever it was, I don't, yeah. I don't even yeah, remember. Have, yeah, yeah. Well, like that wasn't his fault. No, that was that that star guy came through that corner weird or something. I, so I remember that, that, and then the big get off at Dilla. Yes, that was his two moments. Yep. But dude, Seth, like he was solid last year, man. He was yeah. a solid top ten guy, top five on a lot of occasions up front running. He led laps. I mean, dude, what was it? Was it high point that he led for like fifteen minutes or something? Yeah, I think it was. Till Hunter and Jack. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, dude, he was making it hard for Hunter yeah. and Jack for fifteen minutes. So speed is not his issue. It's just he's got to get. But once again, so he's good. And this is again, like you said, like you're about to say, recency bias. Yeah. Of like, we haven't seen him ride since outdoors. And the crazy thing is, is to think he's been pro since 2021. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Because him and Thrasher, it's not like he's had a lot of actual track time. No. Like he's been hurt a lot. Yeah. So if he can get over the hump of just shit happening to him, this kid has a very high ceiling. It's just you got. It's kind of like with the the confidence thing. You got to get over the hump. You got to make it through it. Know your body can do it. And sky's the limit for this kid. Like, mm-hmm. dude, if he gets to that point, this kid eventually could be a champion in one day in the two fifty class. He has all the tools, all the talent. Yeah. It's just he's got to be healthy. Yep. So, so we'll see. Um. All right. So kitchen, one moto, one 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 moto last year. Yeah. Battled with Jet for a good twenty minutes at Southwick, and then Jet said, "See ya." 
had a great Supercross season. Mm-hmm. Got third in the points. Bike skills for days. He's another one of those, like, he made it through made Supercross. It through Supercross. So we'll see how this goes. He's so reminiscent of Plessinger. Oh, yeah. reminds me so much of him. So much bike skills, dude. When you watch him, you're like, he might as well just be, like, picking the bike up and walking around with it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, the things that he can do with his lower body to pop up and over shit. Here's the one thing that I'm kind of like, eh, what's going to happen is we all know he's leaving. Yeah, Star. He's, going to, he's going to PC. Yeah. yeah. So... We'll how much see. effort does he have? How much effort does he have? How many resources are the team giving him? Like, because we know Star. Like when you're leaving, they yeah, they're they like, tend Guys, to cut. Mm. We won't say they take parts off the bike. Yeah, okay? we won't say but that. They cut, we re- they cut resources. Say, yeah, we back. Won't, we won't say they take parts. You're off not them. getting the testing time yeah. that the guys who are staying there are. Yeah, I I mean I think there's potential there again to win motos and overalls but he's the same thing as hammaker man yeah he has all the talent in the world to be a 250 champion mm-hmm. and he's just if anything man he is so fun to watch ride and here's another thing i love about him he doesn't fucking care what's what the name on the back of your jersey look how many times he ran it yeah. in on, he wasn't like oh i'm gonna tee but he's like hey bro i'm, I'm here still, too i'm still upset he didn't jump the leap his rookie year there <laughs> i remember uh, me that. and him are still fighting about that i will say this though if he's healthy by then the one round that I think he's going to be extra motivated to win is Washougal. Yes. Home track. Yep. Wasn't, I don't even remember if he raced Washougal last year. I don't remember either. I don't think he did because I think he was hurt. We should have done way more research on this yeah, shit well, before you know, we it got is started. What it is. That's, what's, that's what's good about our show. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, we're just we're just talking. We're just winging it. You know, whatever. So. We're just making up shit. Very, very good, though. Um, would it shock me if he goes out and wins a moto, wins an overall? Hell no. I mean, dude, he won Thunder Valley last year sick as a dog. Yeah. I mean, here. so here's my thing is like. If you ask me, like, okay, where's he slot in as far as all this? He's top 10 guy, but it's like there's days he's going to run 10th, and there's days he's going to hole shot and lead for 25 minutes. And let's be real with this list, because I think you could look th- way through this list and go, to even be top 10 this year at a 250 mm-hmm. National is going to be an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's going to be a lot of times where 95% of the top 10 in the 250 class is going to put faster laps in than the 95% of the top 10 in the 450 class. The, the 250 class is going to be the class to watch here. Oh, my God, dude. It's going to be... Outside of like the top three in yeah. 450s. But even then, though, I think there's going to be times where the battles, even though it's not going to be as intense of what the, the top 450 guys are going to be, the battles back are going to be way Yeah, longer, way, though. way, way. Yeah. Like, like, thank goodness for the 250 class because it's going to make things more interesting. Oh, my here. God, dude. It's going to be a war yeah. for 22 motos. 100%. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Max Volen. What do you think? I am going to question his... Uh, Commitment? <laughs> yeah, for the summer here because we all know he's leaving too yeah. and going to Star, which going is super interesting. Yeah. That's a whole nother, it's weird. It's a whole nother conversation yeah, in and of really itself. Weird. Really weird. Um, yeah, so I I question the commitment and the performance he's going to put in for KTM here, because let's put it this way: I don't think Raj is talking to him <laughs> like at all. His testing time is probably real low, especially after what happened in the last round of Supercross. But like, here's the thing: you look at like last year, and he comes out in outdoors, and he's like top five guy, which like nobody was really expecting. Leading laps, yeah, like leading laps. So like. He could, because like his Supercross, even though he had moments this year, was better, and he made it through. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he did make it through. He didn't make every Supercross like he should have, but he did make it through. So like, I don't know. 
this is he's probably out of he's one of two big question marks I have here in this best of the rest group of it's like he can go out and he can fucking win a moto and I'll be like hmm, okay he could like go Paula. out yeah he'd go out and he'd get 15th in a moto and I'd be like hmm, okay yeah because it's just one of those things man like he's just I was very critical of Max Volan when he went pro because I think they bumped him up too early but we've all yeah, heard the story we, we all know, we all know we're not gonna talk about that um but god dude he if 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 he's proven anything, man, he can rip outdoors. He has the speed to run up front. He's got the starts. Yep. It's just going to be one of those things that the pace that is gonna you're going to have to go to to win a moto, just a moto this year mm-hmm. outdoors in the 250s, is is he really going to want to do that with him leaving and going to star next yep. year? Is he really going to want to... If he's got Tom Vial hounding him, or he's got Hunter or Joe or Jay Coop, is he really going to want to go to that level? Yeah, for an entire thirty-five minutes, and that's the question mark with him. Mm-hmm. Is does he want to? Because if he's committed to, it and he's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving. I don't really give a shit. I still want to do well." Then hell yeah, this kid could be top five when he wants to be. But it's like, man, you are going to have to go to such a high level to win a moto this year in the two hundred and fifty class that it's like some of these guys just aren't going to be mentally strong enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um. So the last thing I'll say about that, the best of the rest, and I think you already... We've, we've I, got a couple more guys here. Oh, you just want to factor in not the tier three, just put those tier three guys what? in there? No, we have a few more guys in our best of the rest here. Oh, so oh my, who do we put in there then? My, Michael Moseman. I, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know he was riding until I saw yeah. some video of him the other day, and he's my second big question mark. I, I, I don't have any idea. He, From what I understand, he's off the team at the end of the year. I haven't heard anything about a deal for him anywhere else at this point. I don't know. The wild thing about Michael Moseman, and I feel like we've been saying this whole like list of best of the rest, we know Michael Moseman can win motos. We yeah. know he can lead laps. Like, how many times last year did he blow a lead? Yeah. Like, but you just don't know. And I've seen the videos, same thing as you. Like, he looked pretty good. He looked okay. Like, whatever. Like, normal Michael Moseman stuff. But once again, is is he going to do Moseman things? Is he going to be out front? Because here's the thing. I have he a could, fucking clue, man. He could rip a start at Hangtown like he did last year and just be leading for 25 minutes and then just knife the front end. Yeah. And then get like seventh. Mm-hmm. Or he could be leading a high point and just tip over in a corner and get 12th. Like, what is he going to do? And, you know, I know that on the show we're pretty critical of some guys and some people would say, oh, you're a little too hard on him. But Michael Moseman, I think, is a perfect example of you need to be hard on that guy because if that kid could get his shit together. Yeah, but, man, I don't know. Whatever the injuries are he's had, whether it's back, head, whatever, it was pretty gnarly. So, so again, most people, from what I understand at this point, they're like, we don't even know if he's going to ride next year. And I didn't know he was going to ride outdoors, to be honest with you, yeah. until I literally saw the videos and they're like, yeah, he's riding outdoors. Okay. Yeah, it's Pierce so Brown that's going to be huge, off for a little bit. I was going to say, huge question mark for me as far as, like, what the hell are we even going to get? Um, Is he th- going to be in the top 20? I, I think he'll know. be in the top 20 because I think he's just too talented. I think it's going to be a struggle bus for him. And if the injury that he's got going on, whatever the hell it is, is not a nagging thing, I think eventually you'll see him creep his way up into the top 10 because he's just too fast. But I just don't know what you get with Michael Bozeman. I don't it's either. same thing at Supercross. Like, dude. Now, granted, we now know that the injury was the issue, and mm-hmm. we were like, what the fuck is going on with Mosby? Yeah. Like, this isn't the same guy as last year. Because last year, the guy was battling with Christian Craig and Hunter Lawrence. I was going to say, it was a back, neck, something, and it was way gnarlier than what anybody told anybody. I'll say this. Moseman will probably have his moments, but the other 95% of the time, he's just going to do Michael Moseman things, and you're going to get so frustrated because you're like, if this kid could figure his shit out. Yeah, but this is this is 
highly probable from what I'm hearing that this could be the last time we see him race pro pro racing period, which is super unfortunate because you want to talk yeah. about a kid that had such a bright future. Yeah. Cause he still is a kid, but he's too smart to do this, to be honest with you. Yeah. He probably should go work at a college somewhere or something. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Jordan Smith, <laughs> we haven't seen right outdoors for a couple of years. So yeah, I honestly can't even remember. I tried to think about this the last time what he rode outdoors and it had to have been the TLD KTM days when he was mm-hmm. number 44. Yeah. I, Personally, I don't even remember. Like, I know Jordan. I like Jordan. I've said this plenty of times. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a Smitty fan. Uh, he's just like Supercross, really, really fast, gets in his own way. But I don't even remember like what his outdoor results were up until he like got hurt and not rode outdoors. He he's another one of those guys that like he could win a moto, and I'd be like, hmm, okay, he could get fifteenth or tip, or he could crash in a moto and get a DNF, and I'd be like, hmm, yeah, okay, because I mean that's kind of like what he does in Supercross. I, I think he's gonna do Jordan Smith things. To be honest with you, I think he's gonna be there. There are gonna be days where we're gonna get done with qualifying, and he's gonna be half a second faster than these guys. And then there are going to be other days that he is going to struggle to get top 15 because he's just going to have tip over after tip over or days, like I said, he's going to be pushing to stay up front and he's going to ragdoll himself into the ground like Jordan Smith does. And you're just going to be like, oh, so this isn't the question that I was going to allude to. Uh, but since him and Moseman, yeah, since I thought we were going to do the third tier, but since we're doing, we might we're, as well just we're, do them. We're going to do the third tier. OK, right? so, so between him and Moseman. Because they're kind of the same guy. They have their same issues. Not the same issues in the sense of what they do, but they just get in their own way sometimes. Who is more likely to get a moto win out of those oh, two? Oh, Jordan Smith, 100%. You think so? okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Smith's season is going to be far and away way better than But you, you think if they're both clicking at the same time, if they're just on it, you still think Smith has a better chance yeah, of winning a moto? I, honestly, my eyebrows would be way more raised if some if Moseman does something yeah. than if Smith does. If Smith does, I'm just going to be like, well, yeah, My he biggest thing with Smitty is because he has not raced outdoors in a long time, <laughs> yeah. how committed is he going to be to suffering in the I middle of the summertime? I that's my know. biggest question with him. Yeah. Because all the other shit, you're just like, that's just who Jordan Smith is. Yeah. Like, he's going to be really fast. Like you said, he's going to struggle to be top 15. That's not my question with him. We are That question's already answered. That's mm-hmm. not a question anymore. Is he hasn't raced outdoors. God, it feels like it's since, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. I might be off on that. Maybe it's been earlier than that, but I feel like 2018. How committed is he going to be to be suffering when it's the middle of summertime and it's 100 degrees out. I don't know. That'd be my biggest question with him. Because if he's not committed, it's just going to be a fuck it year. But if he's committed, he's going to have his moments because he always does. All right, last guy in our best of the rest segment here, Guillaume Ferez. And for anyone who doesn't remember, he rode for Star last summer too. Yep, out of nowhere. GP or MX, no, uh, what what is it? He was EMX 250. EMX 250 kid, Yep. yep. And then all of a sudden he was over here racing start. Now, from what I understand, and I think you told me this, he's going to race Supercross next year. Supercross so next year outdoors. he'll be around all year. Yep. Has he been racing EMX right now? Is that what No, he's, he's been over here just riding out. Oh, just training with Jay. Like him, he, and, him and Jay Coop just motoing down. He rode Supercross during preseason just to get a feel for it because yep. he never really rode like a full-blown Supercross track. Yep. But I literally think since like December he's been doing outdoor motos. And he's been bouncing back and forth between that and riding a 450. So what does he do? I mean, he was good last year. <laughs> I mean, dude, he ran, came out of Bud's Creek and ran top 10. I was going to say, he, he ran top 10 last year. So so what does he do this year? Uh, I honestly believe, and I'm going to get, I feel like this is just a theme. I'm going to get shit out of the comments for this. He's going to have a better season than Voland, Moseman, and Smitty by a long shot. Probably. Because I feel like he could be, he's, if we're totaling those guys as the best of the rest, mm-hmm. he has the best chance to be inside the top 10 out of him, Smith, Voland, and Moseman. Because Guillaume Ferez just kind of, 
He doesn't really have any like next level things about him, mm-hmm. but he also really doesn't have any like deficiencies. Okay. He's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And that's not a derogatory thing. He is just a solid dirt yeah. bike rider. So uh, I don't think he can compete with RJ and, and Hammaker and Kitchen. Well, he have his moments where he can run top five. He gets start. Yeah, because he's, he's just really fast. But he has the best chance out of outside of those three guys I just said to be top ten in points. Hmm. Okay. I, I really think that because yeah. I, I just think he's he's just he's just solid. Like yeah. he doesn't really have any big issues. And now he's going to be adapted to the American lifestyle because that's a thing. I don't think up until last year he had ever actually set foot in America in his life. Well, and he saw all these tracks last year, so yeah. he's got to he's got to step up in that in yep. that direction there. So, all right. So that was our best of the rest. So my question on the best of the rest is okay. And I think you already made the comment, but I'll just ask it again. But I think this really only applies to RJ, Kitchen, and Hammaker. If we kind of believe that J-Mart is going to be the worst, and once again, worst is a relative term out of the big five, say J-Mart just starts having issues, and he kind of slides out of being that that fifth place, that top five guy. Out of RJ, Hammaker, and Kitchen, if all three are dialed in and they're good, which one out of those three can you see vaulting themselves into the top five? I think RJ. Okay. And I, and I think you already answered that question. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to go with Seth Hammaker. Okay. I think RJ has proven it enough. Yeah. But I think it is more likely that Seth gets his bad juju mm-hmm. gone than RJ just learns to stop sending it. Okay. But once again, this is all banking on the fact of if J-Mart just... Kind of starts to fall off yeah, a little which, bit. Uh, Who knows? He's not going to be J-Mart, but it's hard to say that he's just going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into our last one, two, three, four. Four riders here are rookies. Which one of them is a true rookie, but he's not even really worth talking about. But, you know, we got to be nice. Which one of the... You know what? Let's just start with Jet Reynolds. <laughs> how you like pause and you're like eh, eh, yeah let's just talk about it let's just talk about jet reynolds so does he make 1919 the first round. does he make it through three rounds i think he makes it the whole season okay does he break inside the top 20 mm, uh, yeah yeah does he break inside the top 15 no no nope not a chance it's, in hell it's like oh it's crazy and here's he, a, it's nuts and here's the crazy thing too is what you got what you got to remember is if he does the whole season. So think about we're going to have Pierce Brown at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just I'm just stating fact here. At some point. Don't know when, but say Jet Reynolds does ride the whole season. At some point, he's going to have to race these people. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to race Pierce Brown. We didn't even talk about the other guy that's been testing for TLD, but it's not worth it because it's not confirmed. Caden Braswell. Caden mm-hmm. Braswell is... I mean, he. I. I just. It's su- basically confirmed, but it's not confirmed. Yet, I, I would so. say Caden Braswell at this point is faster than Jet Reynolds. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't. I don't have any data to go off with that, so I don't. Really we just know. know with amateurs how good he was yeah. at the end of the year, and he raced Hayden D. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Caden Braswell. Um, I did see this. Ty Masterpool is still going to be riding outdoors. Okay. So Ty Masterpool, we know, is very, very good. Yep. Uh, he's still going to have to race Derek Kelly and Josh Fariz. We know okay. both of those guys rip outdoors. Yep. At some point, we're going to see Forkner. At some point, mm-hmm. we know how good Fortner is. Yep. At some point, unless something goes very, very wrong, we're going to see Cameron McAdoo. Yep. Uh, who else am I? We're going to see. It's crazy to say this, but I think this guy is faster than him. We're going to see Jaleek Swole at some point. It's Jaleek Swole, but I would say Jaleek yeah. Swole is faster uh, than no, Jet no, Reynolds. No, no, no. I'm, yep. I'm there. I'm yep. there. It's, it's so, I got to breathe heavy when I yeah, do that. Exactly. But I, but exactly. I, yes. So, I mean, dude, it. it 
at some point, if all these guys are there and no one else gets hurt and goes out, it's like, yeah, who who out of those guys does he beat? I mean, dude, we just saw him go to Texas for an amateur race and get spanked. And here's the thing, too. So it's of, like, what the fuck are we doing? And I, and I know these guys aren't they aren't racing outdoors, but think about if the the Bar X boys were racing mm-hmm. with with Derek Drake, and uh, think about with if Hep was doing it with Dylan Schwartz. Yep. Like, dude, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is going th- to be this is a the s- worst outdoor season ever by a factory guy. This this sounds like we're shitting on him, but it's like, We've dude, been there's right just nothing. There's just nothing there. And think about too. Think about at some point after Loretta's, which I still believe that he's going to one of these guys is going to be pro at Paula, but. It may be after Loretta's. Think about when Dax and Juju go pro. Mm-hmm. They're faster. They clearly have already raced this kid, and their fa- finest is going to go pro at some point this year. Still I know Parker. I, I know whatever. I call him finest. It's it's that that's completely wrong. I, like you are completely pronouncing his name wrong, and I know this because Daniel Blair pronounces look, man, it. People around here used to and call Daniel him, Blair's his boss. Look, I don't care what people say. Look, his man, boss I'm going to call him finest. I'm going to call him finest. Parker Ross. Still Phineas. I'm going to call him Finest. Still Phineas. Parker Ross has beat him. This is like my kid calling my crutches crankers. They're still crutches, no matter how many times you call Look, them crankers. Look, man, you know what? Daniel Blair could be wrong. <laughs> he's he's literally his boss. I don't so care. I think if anybody knows how he's to pronounce his name. He's on the gas, gas side. He doesn't care about him. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, I mean, he probably really doesn't care about him. Yeah. Actually, he talks about him quite frequently. Thinks oh. he's going to be good. Oh, well, I mean, he's all right. Uh yeah, so there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna be better than Jet Reynolds. It's gonna really shock me if he does anything at all. So, I, I mean, this is just one of those things of like when you're not built as a durable athlete coming up through amateurs. There, this is what happens when you get on big bikes. You hit the ground and you break, and that's what that's what's happened with him. Like like at this point, it's just. I mean, he didn't make it through his first Supercross practice. He made it two laps, and then he hasn't raced in outdoors. And I mean, dude, it's just, it's unreal. It's just unreal of the luck. And, I mean, it's crazy to me that, like, and they've talked about this, too. We just talking about this. of Like, if you'd have gone back four years and said, oh, yeah, Jet Reynolds will do nothing on a big bike, you would have been laughed out of every single conversation you were talking about. And now at this point, it's like, Jet Reynolds might never do anything on a big bike. Well, I mean, you could say, and we're going to talk about his teammate the next in this next part, those two guys were touted to be the next big thing mm-hmm. like it was ac years ago then it was fortner and then it was supposed to be jet reynolds and then it was supposed to be rider d and the th- like the- they were supposed to carry the torch for ac and Fortner. have i ever told you about how long jet reynolds monster deal was yeah, it's like 10 years 10 year deal yeah which is Un- crazy to me fucking real closest thing and i said this when we talked about this on the show the closest thing i'd ever heard was when jesse nelson was his red bull deal but i think that was only like six yeah dude it's, it's fucking dumb crazy and that's what's carrying jet right now is he has that long-term monster deal which has to be up soon it's got to be because that had to go back to 65s yeah so and it's he's like been on 65 for quite a while now so it's like and, and and at this point it's like like what happens to him like he's just he got chewed up and spit out before he even was so yeah, i don't know he's gonna it's gonna it, it does it sucks because the kid is still talented he's still very fast on a dirt bike but man it's just gonna be a struggle bus because here's the thing outside of him ripping a whole shot and a lot of dudes stacking up in the first turn I see no path at all. He's one of those if he for gets, this kid to get a top five. He's one of those if he gets a top ten. I'm gonna really be like, whoa. Yeah, that he was had, a good ride. He had to have like channeled everything, everything. he has as yeah. in his talent. Yeah, like he's one that has the potential to be a 
big big surprise this year if he even gets in the top ten. But like I said though, out of the out of the rookies on this list, he's the fourth guy. So it's like you yeah. you have a hard time believing it's even possible. Yeah. So uh, moving on to his teammate here, Ryder D. I think Ryder D is going to have a pretty good season. Ryder D will be one of those guys that floats around. Because, I mean, he was top 10 last year in some of the races he had. This is going to sound disrespectful, but I'm going to put him like 10 to 15th place guy. I mean, I think it's fair, though, when you think about all when the guys. When you think about everybody else, is. including the next two we're going to talk about rookie-wise, yeah. yes. And, he I mean, is... when you also look at the fact of all those names that I said and, like, you start thinking about the privateers, privateers like Derek Kelly and Ty Masterpool, mm-hmm. like, still beating like that's good like when you are talk about those guys are like could be outside the top 15 yeah it's it's te- like yeah you yeah know? like like i said that's where i that's where i pencil him in at is like a 10th to 15th place guy he's he's good yeah and i'm happy that he has a deal moving forward here because he's kind of gotten yanked around here and i think that just speaks gas, gas, to by the way everybody yeah and i think Mosman's i think that just speaks to the um the divide there that we're starting to hear rumblings of between like Team Green and Mitch, yeah. Um, as to what's been kind of going, because we all kind of question like, what the hell's happening with Ryder D? Like, is he pro? Is he not pro? Yeah, he doesn't he have a pro deal. Again, he yeah, didn't ride and Hymas and D. Well, then you look at that team next year, and like that team is going to be Joe's leaving, going into Honda. Mm-hmm. He's going to Gas Gas. Jet Reynolds will probably be off the team, so then that leaves Kitchens moving over. It's going to be McAdoo, and who fucking knows what Forkner's going to do. Kitchen, and Hamaker. Kitchen, McAdoo, Forkner, and Hamaker. That's, yeah, and that's we, and we And we yes. don't know. Forkner, I still, until 2024 rolls around, I don't believe anything anybody says about Forkner because I don't know what's going to happen. With yeah, him. I don't know. He's going to be out of Kawasaki, but is that going to be a Pro Circuit 250 again, or is it going to be a Factory 450, and then it's going to be Sia? Because like I said, all these people can say all these things throughout 2023, but that is the one dude that I don't care if Steve Mathis was telling me to my face. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah. Because there's too much shit around him. Yeah. But I think, I think Ryder D will have his moments. I think there's times where he can be in the top 10 in some motos. Yeah, I think he'll battle up there. You know, but it's he'll gonna get be, a start or something. But, but it's going to be tough, man. When you're looking yeah. at Voland and Moseman and Smitty being like, oh, okay, they it might be tough for them to crack the top 10. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for Ryder D. To I hope crack he's got like 10. a three-year deal with Gas Gas there so he can really get into the pros and like get his feet wet the first year. Because he's a good rider, dude. Yeah. He's good. He's got, but he's, he's got talent. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that's going to take time to develop him yeah. here into a I mean, he's still a young, good, too. Good, good pro. Still young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, what, he's 17? Something like that. Like, 17? not very old. Yeah, yeah. 17. So, um, I think he's going to have his moments, but yeah, man, it's going to be 10 to 15 and I would actually slide closer to 15 than I, 10. I, I'm not I'm not on him of like his career is no, on the toilet before it gets no, started. No. I'm just on the train of uh, much like a Volan. He needs time to develop. If he gets his shit together and he gets the right guidance, he could definitely be a top five guy consistently yeah. in his future in the 250 yep. class. So, all right, uh, moving on here. So Honda's other 250 guy here, Chance Hymas. What, what do you think is going to happen here? Because we saw Hymas and Deegan race the last two last and year. Was, and, Hymas, and, and we saw Hymas in Supercross, and he was better than we all thought. Yep. Um, so, man. Is he one of those guys that battles in, like, say, the 6 to 12 range here? Which, dude, it, see, this is the hardest thing for me because that 6 to 12 range is so wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to ask yourself, okay, just run down the list of guys. Do you think he can beat RJ? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think he can beat Kitchen? Do you uh, think he can beat Hammaker? So now you start going, okay, that's three dudes right there. That's yeah. that's six, seven, and eight. Yep. Okay, so now you go Volan, Smitty, and and Moseman. Okay, Moseman, yeah, because Moseman's probably going to have a rough year. Yeah. Okay, Smitty, yeah, 
probably because Smitty's going to do Smitty things. So then you look at Volan and you're like, if Volan is actually like focused and and dedicated, that's that's a tall order. That's a tall fucking order only because Volan has already showed us that he can do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, you start talking about all these guys coming back, Pierce Brown coming back, McAdoo, Forkner. You know, I mean, I would love to say because I I like Hymas. I'm not. I'm not as on board with Hymas's as you when you like when we started talking about Hymas and Kitchen and all them, just because he's a Honda guy. I like the fact that he he that Weimer helps him. When Hymas rides, he reminds me a lot of Trey Kennard. His mm-hmm. technique is very similar. But man, he's gonna come in super prepared because he only did what yeah. was it three or four super cross. Daytona was his last one. Yeah, so three right. I three, think, three, four, I don't remember. three, yeah, three, four, something like that. Yeah, anyway. yeah, four. Yeah. So so like he's gonna be prepared, but. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. I so, do like the way they're developing him, though. Yes, here. they're doing, doing it a the right few way. Supercross, and now we're going to go full outdoor season. Then we're going to do we full like Supercross next two. year. Yeah. All right, so what's is 50-50, he's a consistent top 10 guy? Yeah, pretty 50-50? much. Okay. There's just... This is what we've been running into the last few years with 450s. It is just so deep that at some point you got to like cut it and be like, look... This guy's great, but he's just gonna be a ten to fifteenth place yeah. guy, you know. So, so I think, I think he's one that he's going to be floating around that top ten most of the year. And honestly, I think if he can be in the top ten more often than not, he should really, barring a bunch of injuries like we've seen with the four fifty class, I think he should consider that a good year. What do you think his ceiling is when everything is clicking for him? Six to nine. No, I mean just in a moto. If everything's clicking and everybody else is feeling it, what do you think is six to nine? Six to nine. Okay. okay. I don't. I don't really see him. There is just so <laughs> many dudes here, which that, is, which is a great to get, problem to have. Yeah, for him to get into the top five, because I would love to say you know he could get he could get a top five. And it, again, it's one of those things. If he gets a top five, like it's not going to really raise my eyebrows. I'm gonna be like, man, that was a good ride. But I'm not gonna be like, whoa, holy shit, where'd that come from? <sighs> yeah, man, it's. I'm it's gonna, one of those things. It's like, man, you almost feel disrespectful, but mm-hmm. it's just tough because there's so many guys in this class this year. I'm gonna probably say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say eight, eighth or ninth because it's just it's really mm-hmm. hard because if you start looking at that best of the rest, R.J. Hammaker and Kitchen, it's like, man, you got to be really fucking good. good. To either yeah. throw good luck, good luck, yeah. man, good luck because you're talking about all three dudes that have already been up front, know how to win motos, mm-hmm. know how to lead laps. And that's the thing is, is you got to you, you, when you start like nitpicking these things, you really got to ask yourself. You start putting situations together, and you go, "Do you think if Hymas ripped a whole shot and he's got Hunter Lawrence and Joe Schmoda and Tom Vl hounding him, do you think he would could lead a lap?" And I go, "I don't know." Whereas like Kitchen's already done it, RJ's done it, Seth yeah. led Jet and Hunter for 15 minutes last year. You're like, "Do you think Hymas could do it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think so." I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure. So. Yeah, I agree. If he if he's in the top ten more often than not, I think it's got to be a win for him. And yeah. I think and I think having Weimer and, he, and you know Kennard in his corner, they'll tell him the same thing. Yeah, don't get hurt, dude. You got a long career. Long again, career. Yeah, seventeen, something like that. Seventeen. Yeah, he's, he's young. Yeah, same thing as Deegan and and, and Ryder D. Yeah, he's young. So it's so, like it's like you got a go long out there, career. Do all the races. Like yep. do get what you can. Make sure you stay in the top twenty. And if and depending on how closely he's still working with Weimer, Weimer will tell him that because yeah. Weimer went through the same shit in his yeah. career. So yeah, Hymas is one of those guys that again I think he's going to develop. I think he'll develop into a, a better rider than Ryder D. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be looking at a, a consistent podium guy if he gets his shit together, yeah. has the right guidance, which yep. he does so right now. So. 
All right, here we go. So episode 238, let's talk about about the... And it's fitting that it's the last guy we talk about. Well, I saved saved him for last year because I knew this was I'm just kidding. I'm (laughs) just kidding. We're not not panicking on this. I'm just kidding, We're not panicking on this. I'm just kidding. Okay, but realistically here, we've seen, and I've been arguing with people in the comments here for weeks now, we've seen what he did outdoors last year for the last couple, okay? He was... Well, he ragdolled himself in Iron Man. <laughs> Which, hey, man, it's part of it. It's part yeah, of it. It's part of yeah. it. He tried to do a section that was gnarly as shit. That, Hymus, that Hymus did. Have the video. Go look yeah. it up. It's gnarly as shit. And everybody's like, well, he crashed. He crashed because he tried to... Do an on-off and yeah. an outdoor. Do talk <laughs> yeah. a section that not really much people were doing. Yeah. That's on him. That's part of racing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he got top 10 at Paula. Well, somebody brought this up. Well, the only reason he got 10th in that moto is because McAdoo went down in the last lap, which I totally forgot about. Yeah. He was running 11th, like a distance 11th, and then McAdoo went down. So yeah. it's like, yeah. And then, oh, he well, he's more prepared, this and that. And like, he's only right outdoors. And well, I'll, I'll guys, give no you shit. I will give you that. But now we now we have to go through here. And this is what I've been arguing with people. Supercross versus motocross speed. I... <laughs> There's a lot more guys that are better outdoor riders than they are Supercross guys, and everybody that's making the obvious statement, well, he's only ridden outdoors his whole life, he does that. Yeah, so is everybody else, but here's the thing, and Travis made a comment of this. The kid's had a Supercross track since he was on 65. Yep. His dad knew the game. They had been focusing right at, well, people were like, oh, he's only been on a Supercross track so long. For a lot of you Hayden Deegan fans that actually believe that, you're really not paying attention. The kid's been riding Supercross since he was literally on 65. Yes. And he actually, first time he ever rode a, a, a Supercross track, he was actually on a 50. Yeah. So, and he was also, no offense, he was kind of doing the, the amateur stuff against a weak field. Yeah. It wasn't deep. That's not taking anything away. Hayden Deegan was great. But guys... This is not Supercross. The The disparity in speed as outdoors is so much greater. J-Mart, two-time outdoor champ. J-Coop, guy who's won races at MX of Nations, battled the likes of Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence, Supercross champ, GP experience. Joe, Smo- Joe Schmota, had Jet's number a lot. Tom Vial, two-time outdoor champ. All those statistics that I just read, those guys didn't have it in Supercross. Um, I'm just going to say it. For our clickbait here, say the quiet part out loud. I think outdoors is going to be much rougher for him than what Supercross was. And are you saying? Because I probably will agree with you. Are you saying rougher as a relative term as opposed to his Supercross? Yes. So, so I don't think you're okay. No, you're good. You're good. It's okay. Um, I don't. I don't think you're going to see him. How do I want to put this? I'll. I mean, I'll just say it. If he gets a podium, it'll raise my eyebrows. Oh yeah, real high. I'll be, I'll be shocked like, as hell. Wow, that was a good ride. I'll for be him. shocked. Not to say like, that he doesn't have the talent to do it. I'm again. I'm not saying he doesn't have the talent, but here we are again. This is not Supercross. No, it's not the field split in half. This is everybody, including guys coming back here for the 250 class that were not there in Supercross. And also, you want and, and here's the thing too. And I know it's the last round, and he won the heat race. People are like, "Well, he got a bad start." Guys, getting good starts is part of racing and motocross and supercross. Yeah. That's that's on you. Yeah. So what do you think he is? We'll call it average for the year. Where does he slot in here? I think I'm going to stand by my comment when we talked about this. I think his average is 9 to 12. Okay. Because like I said, you think about it, the big five, you got Hunter, Joe, Vial, J-Mart, J-Coop. Then you talk mm-hmm. about RJ, Levi, and Seth. It is very hard even for me to fathom that he could consistently beat RJ, Levi, and Seth. Yeah. Because those dudes have already done it. That's the thing. 
RJ's already won motos. He's already proven he can run up front. Mm -hmm. Levi already beat Jet. He gave Jet everything he can handle at Southwick. Seth's already been there, done that, led the top guys. Hayden has not done that at an outdoor national yet. And let's just put this out there for everyone. This is not saying that he will not get there eventually. Oh, yeah, dude. He has the highest <laughs> upside of all the rookies. I, he He's the best rookie, in my opinion, highest coming in upside. out of these four. He has the highest upside. He has the highest trajectory. Does he can be a champion one day? Yes. Yes. A multi-time champion but one day. But we are talking literally right for now. 2023. And, man, when you start looking, I mean, if if we get the list, in, it's like, who does he beat out of these guys week in and week out? That's not saying he doesn't go out and get a top five. He doesn't yeah. yank a start, run up front for 20 minutes, and then fade to fifth because they've put 30 seconds on fifth place. So, like, he fades 30 seconds in the last 10 minutes. That's not saying that. That is saying that by the time you spread it out and average it over the whole season here, I just don't see how he ends up top five without a huge loss of talent going on here like as said, far as like people getting hurt. Like I said, think about the fact that if, if you had a healthy Pierce Brown, Fortner, and McAdoo, now you're adding three more dudes Three more dudes. So it's like, do it. Ken Hayden didn't get a top five? Yes, of course he has the talent. Can he get a podium? Would Travis and me be surprised? Yes, but he has the talent he to do it. He has the talent but to do it. But here's the thing, and I ask even you hardcore Hayden Deegan fans, oh, and this boy. is not a shot. No. And here come the comments. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's a valid question to ask. Even you hardcore Hayden Deegan fans, ask yourself, because you keep saying, and you blast us in the comment, oh, he's going to be really good. He can get podiums, this and that. What makes you believe he can be? Hunter Lawrence, a Supercross champion, a guy with GP experience that has battled for plenty of titles. Joe Schmoda that, like I said, beat Jet Lawrence a few times last year when Jet was actually trying. A two-time GP champion in Tom Vial who has been there, done that, and there is no moment too big. Jay Mart. Two-time outdoor champion. Two-time outdoor champion who has beaten the likes of Cooper Webb, Adamson Sorello, so on and so forth. And Justin Cooper, who once again... Has battled with and beat Jet. Has battled with and beat Jet when Jet was in Jet mode. So yeah. it's like... What look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what makes you believe outside of the fact that you really like the kid, you like his family, you like his content, and you think he's really fast. What makes you believe you can he can beat those five guys consistently? Week in and week out. And that's what we're talking about is week in and week out. We're not talking one off races. Yes. We're not talking like, hey, like we like I said, he yanks a start, mm -hmm. he runs, he he we'll call it leads the moto mm -hmm. for twenty minutes before he like pumps up and starts to fade or whatever. I I don't know. Like I said, you come into next year, we're having a completely yes. different conversation about this. Yes. And a lot of these guys are going to be in the 450 class year. So yeah. like next year, you're going to have to deal with Joe and Vial pretty much at that yeah. point. So, but, but we're and talking for 2023 here. Man, I... And here's the thing, too, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This kid yanks a holy. Mm -hmm. He's going to be so amped up. But once again... How is he going to react if he has the likes of Tom Vial hounding his ass? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm how gonna, is he going to react? Because there's no proof to say that he can. Not to say that he doesn't have the mental fortitude and he eventually won't get there. But once again, what makes you believe that kid can handle pressure from Tom Vial for 35 minutes on an outdoor track? Yeah, there's no, th there's just no data, and that's the part of life you go by data. What has happened? And it's big in our sport, and not a lot of people. They're like, "What if? Should have, could have." And this bust. is this is what I've been arguing with people in the comments when they're like, "Oh, he's so good at outdoors. He's so much better. He's so much better." And I'm like, "What were his finishes at the two outdoors last yeah. year? What would make you believe that if Hunter Lawrence is behind him at fucking Southwick, that he could handle that pressure for 35 minutes? Yeah, there's there's nothing. Oh, he he won a bunch of titles in amateurs. 
cool, man. Like I, that doesn't matter when you go pro. And I am here to watch this. Like oh, I am all here about to it. track this, talk that about him every be single week. Awesome and, to yes. watch because you definitely know they're going to shove it down our throat during the outdoor and, premium. And here's the, here's the thing, and it's wanted. He's Sendy. He's gonna so send he it. will not be scared to he, get in that first corner with people and, and try he's also, to yank yeah. it. And he's also not going to be scared to run it in on people. Nope. Once again, here's the same thing. You know what? In a perfect world, the first mode of the year, him and RJ go one-two off the start. Yep. And those motherfuckers just send it. Because here I'm here to tell you. <laughs> For 35 minutes. Both of them are probably going to crash at the same time. I don't want that. But that's the thing, guys. You take out your, your bias against being a Hayden Deegan fan and be logical. What makes you believe he can beat those five guys well and to be honest i mean last year we were much harsher on him yeah and we went and saw that freaking combine at redbud and went whoa he was really good he ripped redbud last year you know what he might be dude redbud might be one of those places again where he feels it because he did so well at the combine last year and he gets a start and he just pulls something the one, off the one thing we can say about hayden deegan it's the same thing we can just say about rj is there's a lot of guys where in their situation we know like eh, they're not going to go we know if Hayden Deegan yanks a holy, yeah. that is going to be an entertaining time, whether it's from start to finish or for five minutes. It is going to be entertaining because even if that kid is fading, he is going to ride the widest fucking bike. He's going to ride the wheels off that thing. And and I'll I'll go I'll say this here as far as we go through the season. I think you're going to see his outdoor season a lot like his Supercross season. It's going to progressively so get I think better. It's, yep, I think he's going to progressively get better as the year goes on. It would not surprise me by the time we get to round 9, 10, 11 – if he is a five to tenth place yeah, dude, for easy. sure, for sure. But I think these first few rounds, I'll say till I say till round five till we get to Redbud. Yeah, I yeah, I think the first five rounds you're gonna see. I'm gonna go a six to twelfth place guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I can see that uh, for most motos there. Um, overalls, who the hell knows? Because it's gonna yeah, be so mixy matchy. But I'm gonna say moto finishes. He's gonna be like an average of six to twelve place here through the first five, and then I think you're gonna see it. Like I said, progressively get better till we get to the last three, and then when we get to the last three, I think you're gonna see just like with Supercross. Like man, he just it progressively got better and better and better and better. You're gonna see that. Here's the one thing I think he's going to have an advantage, and that's just because, not because of Star, just because of who his dad is, having the resources and the money. He's ridden already a lot of these tracks yes. already. Yes. Obviously, we know he's ridden Paula. Yep. Being a California kid, he rode Hangtown probably a lot of times for areas or regionals. Yep. I assume at some point they've been to Thunder Valley. Yep. I know they've been to High yeah, Point. I don't know about the Thunder Valley. Thunder thing. Valley would be the one. There's, there's one. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure if they've done that because, like, I was kind of tracking the vlogs yeah. the last couple of years. I don't think they've been there. So I know they've been to High Point. High Point, yeah. They've been to Redbud. They've been to Redbud. They rode Southwick a lot of times. Not even on Pro Day. They went there for a lot of areas. Yep. So okay. So Millville. I, I think they've been to Millville. I don't remember. Washougal is the one track that I don't think they've been to yet. Yep. And they've been to Iron Man. They've been to Iron Man. They've, they've been to Unadilla, and they've, they've been, been to Bud's Creek. So okay, you take out of the eleven rounds, but they've Dilla, been. To, they haven't rode the pro track. No, no, but still, I they've, mean, yes. the, the track, the dirt, the soil, it's it's, it's uh, similar. Yeah. yeah we'll go so you've been to nine of the eleven rounds. So that's yeah. the one thing he's going to have in his back pocket. Yep. That some of the other guys, like Ryder D, has not been to some of these races. Mm-hmm. Hymas has not been to some of these tracks. Yep. He's going to have in his back pocket realistically, what is his best finish? And you can even say at the end of the season when he gets shit figured out, what do I'm, you think? I'm going to go with fifth. I agree. That fifth. That's where I'm going to go. He tops out. Now, again, he could get a podium, and I could be like, man, I would dude, just... Because he's good. Great, yeah, great. great ride. And you know what? We'll be the first to praise him the next time on the show. Yep. Good for him because the kid is too damn talented that if he got a podium... 
you'd be like, holy shit. Well, it's like, well, he's talented, so it's like, yeah. But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my expectations tethered yep. here as we as we go into the season, kind of like we did with Supercross, and then at the end we went, wow, we underestimated what he was gonna do, and maybe we're doing the same thing by the time we get to the end. And I'm but sure I in just the comments here we're gonna get blasted I, for eating crow, but I think for outdoors though, it's a little bit more valid because of the accomplishments of the guys going into outdoors. Yeah. Because like I said, does it surprise anybody that he was better than J. Martin Supercross? No. Does it surprise anybody that he was better than V. Allen Supercross? No. No. But once again, he wasn't better than Hunter. Mm -hmm. He wasn't better than Nate. Yep. And him and Smitty went back and forth, but for the most part, Smitty has number. He just did better in points. And does it really surprise anybody that he was better than Max Anstey in points in Supercross? No. Yeah. So it's like, you know... we, did we eat crow? Yep, we admit it. We eat crow. We were fucking we, wrong. We did. We, I mean, we put out a video. We underestimated his supercross. But the speed. thing about outdoors is you're dealing with guys that are much more accomplished in outdoors as opposed to supercross. Yep. Like I said, if he gets a podium, wouldn't shock me. But I think his best finish is going to be fifth, and I think for most of the season he's going to be nine to twelve. And then I think as we get past Redbud, we get past Southwick, I think he'll inch his way into being like six to ten. But, man, if, if all those five guys are on it the entire season, it is very hard for me to think he could beat those guys. 100%. I'm right there with you. It's like, man, it's when you start going down the list of names there, and it's like, which one of these guys is he going to take off? J-Mart yeah. is the one guy, and we've agreed on this, that just because they could fall out of the big five into the best of the rest. Yeah. So since um, we gave our title picks, last two questions, then we'll wrap this up. We didn't need to do it with the 450, so we don't have enough guys. <laughs> uh, who will be the biggest surprise out of who we've talked about, and who do you think will be the biggest disappointment? And I say once again, and I've used this term a lot, in relative terms in the sense that maybe has a lot of pressure on him or has done well in the past that just maybe doesn't live up to it. So biggest disappointment, who do you think will be? Dude. And I don't think, and, and I don't, and I don't think it's, it, it, I think it's fair because any one of these guys could just fall on their face. Biggest disappointment, I think, is going to be Jeremy Martin. Okay. I think okay. that I think there's like I said it's just it, he's not the Jeremy Martin of 5 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's like fudge he's fallen a long ways here, you know, and and, and again I think he's going to be good and he can win motos and he can be on the box and stuff like that, but man, it's going to be it's going to be a tall order for someone of his age. So I think there's just going to be that kind of like, uh, you know, we really expected him to be this outdoor warrior and like, it's okay, but it's just, it's just not, it's yeah. not there. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. As much as that pains me to say, and it, trust me guys, it really pains me to say, I, I fucking love Jeremy Martin. I love mm-hmm. that dude. It's, it's, I think it's going to be rough. It's yeah. Gonna be rough. Cause I think those kind of like with AC, I think there's going to be times where those injuries are just going to flare up and yep. he's going to be like, no moss. Yep. And he does look. Jeremy Martin doesn't have anything to prove to anybody no. anymore at this point. That dude has been solid his entire career. Yes, has his Supercross career been way up and down? Yes. Dude still has five main wins. Mm-hmm. So for a guy that has really bad rounds, he still has wins. He's been solid. Yep. Um, biggest surprise. And it can be, once again, anybody. It can be anybody. Dude, I think I don't know. <laughs> that mm, one's a little a tougher. Question. You go you go first. You you tell me who you think your biggest surprise is going to be. So I don't know if this will be a big biggest surprise and I think it, I think if you listen to comments I've just made, I think you could see where this is going. I think it's going to be Seth Hamaker. 
Okay. Is it a big surprise? But that's my question. Do you think it's a big surprise? Yeah, that's a big that's a big debate. Is like how these guys have like won motos and stuff. Yeah. It's like is it All is right. it really considered a surprise? Then no, then that's not fair. Max Voland. Because I think Max Voland is going to be dialed in this year. Okay. I think Voland is going to be a big surprise. And you can take however you want to with big surprise, but I think Voland, even though I think Hamaker out of those guys would be the next to jump into the top five if one of them goes out, I think Voland is going to have moments kind of like he did his rookie year where we go, holy shit, Mm -hmm. this kid is uber fast. I think it's going to be Voland. Okay, so my big surprise here... I think my big surprise is going to be how uh, <laughs> how non-dominant Hunter is going to be out of the big five. Expand. So I think I have an understanding. You, what you're saying. you look at like Supercross there, and it was like, man, one every round, but one. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't really matter what happened. He would get to the front whatever he's kind of jet lawrence and around there for a little bit i don't think you're gonna see that with outdoors i think it's going to be a bit rougher for him to be that much of a dominant person so basically what i'm getting is is even though you think he's gonna win the title and he's uh, gonna be good you think it's it's gonna be more he wins the title because he's just more consistent yes okay that's what i'm gonna go with there all right all right so i can see that so so then you probably think like he's gonna get like four overalls at most, mm, yeah. And he's just gonna get some moto wins here and there, but then mm-hmm. the other motos he could be like fourth, yeah. Which I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with something like that. Right. It's and just I- it's just gonna be it's not going to be supercross domination like he just had where he won two rounds early and you know was just clearly far and away well, the best guy. And I mean, also let's think about it. There could be motos where he's just the fourth best guy. Mm-hmm. Like there could be motos where he gets a fifth place start. And he just passes Jay Martyr, Jay Cooper, Vial, or Schmoda. And that's as far as he goes. I mean, look at his look at his history at Southwick. It's not great. No. No, I mean, look at his history at like multiple rounds. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I totally believe that. And I So think, I think that's gonna be the biggest surprise is like how it's more how he wins the title more out of consistency than supremacy. Which would be wild too, because if you look at the last couple of years in the two fifty class, the guy who's won the two fifty title has been fairly dominant i would say yeah i mean you look at jet last year 2021 was debatable because jay coop and jay mart but still jet won a lot of races dylan was very dominant in 2020 mm-hmm. ac was very dominant in 2019 uh ap i wouldn't say was really dominant but he won a lot of races i mean that would kind of be a change yeah but I mean, I think I think you got to say that for like I think the same thing about Vial though. Yeah. I mean, if Vial wins the title, I could only see him winning five overalls. Yeah. Because I mean, dude, there's just going to be days where those guys just one of them's not going to be the fastest. Yeah. So, yeah, two fifties. Oh man, I'm excited for two fifty class. Two fifty class is going to be good because it's going to be deep. And God, then, then the four fifties is going to be good just to see those top three go at it. Yep. Oh, one more little tidbit. I guess we could put in there because i don't know if we were going to talk a little bit more we're just going to be done uh have you heard the rumor and i know we fucking hear this every year hurlings is trying to figure out a way i've heard that i was actually going to bring that up and lewis phillips said it's not unlikely he's not here yet he's not here yet no he's not here i kind of expected to see him so we have (laughs) we have a guy with press access this week Who's our guy? Isaac. Oh. Is press this week. Oh, really? Yes. So oh. he will, I think he'll be there Thursday for press day. Okay. 
Um, and then he'll obviously be there race day. So we'll see. We'll, we'll know press day if he's there. And there's also other rounds that line up with his schedule that if even if it's not the first round, he could show up at. Like, I think it's... I My think thing it's, is, though, is are they going to let him? That's the biggest thing. Because he's leading it? the... Well... Well, you know, I don't well, know what happened. Not leading the points, but he's within yeah. eight. Like, um, yeah, that's the thing, though, is is that is the brass going to do it? Because he's made the comment he wants to finish out this year, next year, and then his last year is going to be in America. Mm-hmm. He's racing American motocross before he retires. He's yep. made this very evident because yep. he wants to prove a point. All I'll know is is that <laughs> if it comes out that Hurlings is over here, which I have a feeling that if he does come over here, there will be no fucking videos of him. It'll be kind of like Iron Man 2017. Not till press day. It'll be like it'll be like Area 51. Mm-hmm. You will not know that he's here until mm-hmm. you know that he's here. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, will it be fucking the news is going to have a heyday because if there if it comes out Monday morning the week of a national Jeffrey Hurlings to race so and so Chase Sexton Jet Lawrence and all of them are gonna be like really. Fucking really. They're screwed at that point because he is in form He's in form now. now. Mm-hmm. He's in form now. Yep. He's in form now. Uh, all I'll say, boys, is, is like, look, y'all are going to be a next level. This is going to be like last year, but I'm telling you right now, if Hurling shows up, and especially if he shows up halfway into the year. It'd be wild, though, if he showed up and Chase still beat him. Oh, I would be the first to be like, Fucking a! <laughs> that would be because you know how I feel about hurlings. Like I, know. I would be like, holy shit! Like if he does show up and Chase beats him straight up. <clears throat> but how much would it? How cra- I mean, I think it's because like if, here's the thing. Especially if he shows up first round here, like yeah, we've all seen that hurlings doesn't give a shit. He's he is in every race to win every single fucking race, dude. He rode he rode a fucking British championship last week at a track. <laughs> He's like, I just need to check it off my bucket like, list. What is he doing? Like, why the fuck are you here? And he just wants to ride his dirt bike, man. And you know what? You know how I am? I fucking commend him for that. Like, dude, that is a true guy that just loves to ride his dirt bike. Yeah, because here's the I thing. Love we, it. Saw, we saw him race Eli there in, in 19 or whatever it was. But Eli obviously had the title or whatever. Yeah. And, that, and you know, obviously he's in the middle of his title thing. But the fact that he's even talking about coming I mean, over here it, in the middle of a title so, shows that he just doesn't care. So here's the thing. I've heard. I've listened to some of his interviews and stuff. I think Jeffrey's to the point that, yeah, he wants to continue to do GPs for the next couple of years here. But I'll be honest, I don't think he gives a shit about GP records no, anymore. No, he just passed Everts. I was going to say, because he, he knows he's got the most GP wins. So, like, that's whatever. He he knows he's not going to catch any of these guys in titles. No, no. He, like, he's basically, even if he wins this year next year, like, okay, cool. He's he's the most winning and he's got, you know, however many titles. But he, but he knows he's not going to be the the title guy. So at this point, he's like, well, I just want to race my dirt bike. So now it's like, okay, well, I'll come over here and race. And he's going to race because he doesn't give a shit about that title. Like, yeah, it'd be great to win the title. He's got money. He's got investments. Oh, he's yeah, got that all got on it. lock. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so at this point, it's just about literally pure. He wants to race and prove he's the best. The best. Man and on, yeah. on our track. So, Which the, the thing I love about him, though, is he will always say, and he will say this now that we know Eli's done. He will tell you that it is n- it is a bummer that he didn't get to race Eli. Yeah, I know that was something he really wanted mm-hmm. to do. But yeah, man, I'll tell you this: like that's the thing is he just loves riding his dirt bike. He doesn't care. Uh, he knows he left five world championships on the pl- on the table, which he knows had he been healthy, he'd have won all five. He'd be a ten time world champion at this point. Most GP wins, most moto wins, like fucking two hundred something moto wins in his career. Um, 
All, all I'll say is, and it's fine, everybody, you've called me before other people, Jeffrey Hurling's Homer. You are. No, no, that's the same thing. You, <laughs> you are. You feel about Jet the way I feel about Hurlings, mm-hmm. which, if you remember correctly, I never used to feel this way about Hurlings. I was very critical of him. And then I've come around him, and he's changed his attitude. I respect him. Um, I'll tell you this, as good as Chase and Jet are, if Hurlings comes over here and he is locked in, I'm sorry, boys. You, you just you're not going to beat him. Yeah, but the, those here's the thing though. Like I said, they're coming. He, if he's coming over early rounds here or first round or whatever, like those boys are locked into fucking race too. Oh yeah, no, and, no, no. And this is now. This is now not. Hey, I'm just protecting my title. Like whatever, I can't afford to do this. This is like, yo, I got to go race him. Well, too. no, and that's the thing too is, is I think even if they're locked in a battle and they come over, look, everybody knows, and Dylan will tell you the same thing because Dylan and Jeffrey fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like those two legitimately do not like each other. Um. There, every time Jeffrey Hurlings lines up on a gate somewhere, somebody is going to do a big dick swinging contest, and they want to be the guy to beat Jeffrey mm-hmm. Hurlings. So even if they're in the middle of a championship, dude, say he comes in. Well, if he comes at the Wick, like let's be real. Oh yeah, yeah. But say he comes like Millville or Washougal, and they're in the middle of a championship. Chase Sexton and Jet Lawrence see Jeffrey Hurlings line up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, "Ooh, we're a little extra sendy today." Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good, but I, I just I, I, I'm too too much of a believer to believe that they would be able to beat Hurlings. Yeah, I just yeah. Look, I love to see it though. Holy shit, Jeffrey, come over, man. Yeah. Oh no, my I'm, god, I'm here for it, and I'm I think here these, for it. I think these next few years are going to be interesting with him jumping in and out of everywhere. He's trying well, to jump in and out of to race. And here's the thing: is we too we do we know for a fact unless something crazy happens. He's going to be here in at least three years. Yeah. He's well, going to be yeah. here at some well, point. And the thing I didn't think about here when I started this conversation with you is I didn't think about him racing that whatever race he raced the other week. The British I, Championship? Yeah, because I saw that. Because when I Hill? said, like, oh, are they going to let him? But it's like, or Fox well, Hill, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's like, well, they let him go do that one. So, like, <laughs> I mean, that's a, and I'll tell you this too, though, because it's going to be one year. Because mm-hmm. I, I think he wants to round out his career in the United States like, outdoors. Is it though, or is it maybe be too? Because maybe he comes go... over here and he just races a couple years. We know he's not doing Supercross. He's already said that, but just outdoors, yeah. dude. His contract is going to be insane. He's going to make so much money. <laughs> maybe. I. I, he, I don't know, man. He's at. He's at the point. I don't think he cares about. that Oh, anymore. he doesn't care. But here's the thing: is, is well, here's the thing. How. Was his contract two more years with KTM? I don't remember. If it was only two, for some reason, two or five is sticking in my mind, but it's got to be two years. I think he signed a two-year contract with KTM. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Somebody will probably correct me. If it's two years, though, here's the thing. Maybe he comes over here and he's a free agent. Do you imagine if he came over here as a free agent? Oh, man, that would be the so weird. The bidding war? That would be so weird for him to not ride a, a KTM, though. You know what I'd say? Hey, uh, Honda, just... Squash the 250 program and just put him next to Jet Hunter for like a year or two. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I want to see it, man. I want to see Jeffrey Hurlings at one point this year come outdoors because this is the perfect time to do it. Well, granted, even if he comes over here in two years, it'll still be the perfect time to do it. I'm for it, man. Come over. I'll do a little digging here and see. In a couple of years, it'd be really interesting because then you're going to have Jet in his prime versus Hurlings. And Chase is still going to be in his prime. Yeah. So that would be interesting. And Jeffrey, I mean, I feel like Jeffrey, because he's only going to be 30. Yeah. So he's still going to be. I mean, look at what Tomac did. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I want to see it, dude. And I'll tell you what, man. I will shit a brick if it actually comes out. I'll do some digging here and see if I can figure out if he's coming. Jace would be probably the guy to find out. 
I'll, I'll, I'll do some digging and see yeah. if I can find out. So, all right, this has been episode number two thirty-eight, our outdoor season preview show, our our hate hey, digging shit dedication, on show, dedication show. So, thanks everybody for tuning thank in. You, thank you. Thank Make you. sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Thanks to our sponsors: Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co, Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co, Isaac Nelson Designs, Edgewood Farms. Links in the description down below. New T-shirt for the outdoors coming out sometime this week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back next week to wrap up the first round of outdoors and start talking about how this championship's going to go. So we will see everybody on the next one.